This podcast is brought to you by Old Port Batman. The hero the Old Port and Maine deserves. Portland's cosplay king and his wife Batgirl are currently booking Comic-Cons, charity events, fundraisers, birthday events, and any special occasion where you meet your favorite superhero. Go follow them on Instagram and like their Facebook page, Old Port Batman, or you can contact them directly at oldportbatman at gmail.com. What's up, what's up, what's going on, people? Today, on the podcast, I've got Thomas Clegg. Should be a great conversation. Full of mind-boggling things. Can't wait. Enjoy. You remember being like a teenager or whatever, and you're going through growing pains yourself, and it's like, oh, my knees ache, oh, you know, my chest kind of hurts, like my elbows, and it's like a little baby, they're growing like at an astronomical rate. Yeah. So they got to be super sore all the time. And their whole mouth at the same time is cutting teeth. Oh, yeah. All those teeth coming in. What's going on, everybody? Oh, hey. (laughs) How you doing? (laughs) (laughs) So I, uh, I've been I've been thinking like, is this the time when these when they start to get porkier? Is that the time when their body hurts the less? Because I notice he he teethes more when he's chunkier. I don't know. I mean, I, I, c- I could be wrong, but it's possible. I can't imagine cutting all those teeth though. Oh my goodness, especially the molars when they come in. Dude, I don't I don't even remember getting my adult teeth. You don't? I, I remember like losing the tooth, and yep. I remember what it felt like like. Once it was already in, but I I don't remember any tooth or like mouth pain of cutting new adult teeth. You know, now that you say that, I don't really remember that. But I, that's probably like the fascination of the brain. Like it just forgets like negative yeah. stuff like that, that's or weird. some negative some, stuff. Yeah, some negative. Some stuff. to a certain extent. <laughs> but yeah, insane. Like I don't I don't remember feeling my wisdom teeth grow in. See, I only have one wisdom tooth. You only got one wisdom tooth? Yeah, isn't that like, weird? total? You never got the other ones? No. Isn't that fucked up? Like, I only had one. It was my lower right. And then they took an x-ray. They're like, hmm. All right, well, there's only one. It's the lower right. It's the only one that budded, and the other ones won't bud. And I'm like, sweet. Uh, yeah, I envy you. Yeah. yeah. I got... I heard it sucks. I got, I got all of them. I still have my wisdom teeth all the way back. It's like where your jaw, your bottom mandible connects, mm-hmm. like, that's there's teeth there. That's so like, weird. I can't. I have to stick my hand after eating food in my mouth and get the food because I can feel it like pressing between my wisdom tooth and the, the small space between my cheek. Wow. Have you ever had dental problems like with your wisdom teeth or anything? I've never had a cavity. I've never, really? I've never had a toothache. Nothing. Wow. See, I've had a cavity and a toothache, and I thought it kind of sucked, but there's nothing like a root canal or something that other people have. Like an have. abscess in your, in your, Ugh. oh my God, that looks so horrible. No. I don't know if I could do that. But what's, what's interesting about dental stuff too is I've heard there's a lot, a lot of people don't floss. And yeah. I heard if you don't floss, that ba- same bacteria can get into your bloodstream and that it can cause heart problems in the future. I think that's with anything, though. Yeah, because the inflammation, like if you don't floss, your gums obviously get inflamed. And how does the blood get there? It's your heart. Your heart has to work harder to pump the blood up there. So it's like putting stress on your heart. The bacteria can get in your bloodstream. It's interesting. Something so minute could change. Yeah, something very small. So 
I still don't floss my teeth all that much. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like, sometimes I'm like, oh shit, I haven't flossed my teeth in like four or five days. It's like, and then you floss, and it's like that's disgusting. Like, what it the is hell gross. is that? I, uh, I'm a firm believer. Like, I don't think you need to brush your teeth as many times as the dentist says you need to brush your teeth. Yeah, especially not with fluoridated toothpaste. No, especially not with fluoridated toothpaste. Yeah, but when you brush your teeth. You, th- there's not enough pl- plaque buildup at the beginning. So if you brush it in the morning and then by nighttime, there's not that much plaque on there. Right. So if you're brushing that off, it's it's only to say that you're slightly skimming off some of the enamel every single time you brush your teeth. That and your gums too. And, ah. and your gums, which leaves them susceptible to being attacked more by bacteria in the food that you eat in the environment in which you're in. Right. And also, too, when you brush your teeth, it, I've been told my whole life to use a soft bristle toothbrush. And even with a soft bristle toothbrush, you still get receding gum line with it. And yeah. when you get receding gum line, like I have two of those canine teeth where the roots are exposed. That shit sucks. Like if I want to eat a cookie, holy cow, stinging pain. Because really? the roots exposed. Yeah, they have to like put that same filler stuff over your root and like do something with your gum. Uh, I don't know. My father had it done where they did something, they torched his gum and then they put that stuff over it and then they harden it. And that's the only way to get rid of it. There's no other way to make your gums grow back. So that's crazy. Yeah. It's really crazy. Yeah. But I have a good hashtag ad. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, I have a toothpaste that I recently found because Tom's of Maine was bought out by Crest. Yeah. I think it is, or Colgate's one of the two. Something like that. Yeah, and I don't trust those bastards. Not at all. Not even a little bit. Johnson Johnson, nah, 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 nah. So isn't they? Aren't they all Unilever brands? I don't know. I don't know. That might be. I I might be wrong. But Doctor Browner, Browner, Brommer? Yeah, Brommer is what I use. It's a fluoride-free toothpaste. It's got like your baking soda and your basic simple element stuff in it. Yeah. And I think it works great for me. I mean, the only difference is it doesn't, like, uh, foam up as much as it normally yeah. would. But there's, like, super granola people out there that just literally put baking soda on their toothbrush, put it under the faucet, and just brush their teeth with oh, it. That must be terrible tasting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's oh, terrible tasting. Yeah. So we we use uh, a toothpaste called Hello, and it's, it's fluoride-free. Um, it's got the charcoal in it. Yeah. Yeah, it's black. So when you brush your teeth, your whole mouth is black. So that when you spit it out, you can see where you missed at the same. Not necessarily for where you missed, but it's like, I don't know, it's carbon activated charcoal. Right. And it, I don't know, it's good. It's whitening at the same time. You see on the back of like regular big brand toothpaste, it's like if you put more than a pea size amount and you ingest it, call poison control. It's like why, why, why are we using that then? Yeah, like why am it, I putting that in my mouth? Yeah, like the ADA. Why are you supporting something like that? They say that there's studies that show that it strengthens your teeth in general and prevents cavities. I don't, but I don't, I don't believe it. I don't believe that. No. Like there's, if oh, you're putting fluoride, an acidic compound in your fucking toothpaste it's not protecting your teeth whatsoever it's eating your teeth right. away and what happens when you brush your gums and your tongue or whatever it creates little like scratches yeah on your gums yeah and what happens the fluoride gets in your bloodstream and that's known to like calcify your pineal gland calcify everything inside your brain. yeah not everything it, but yeah it does some damage it's insane you can it's see insane. what it can do to metal i mean right your brain is is little fucking weird tissue yeah it's yeah. I I think that 
that obviously, like any other medical type of field, it's it's a business, mm-hmm. the dental field. So they want your teeth to get cavities. They wouldn't have a job if if you didn't get cavities. Not to say you shouldn't brush your teeth and take care of your mouth, but I don't think the recommended brushing of two to three times a day, that's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Maybe two to three times, four times a week would be better. Then you're not you're not like digging away. Like that's what I do. About four times a week maybe tops. Yeah. <laughs> and uh I've never had a cavity. I broke my, my teeth, but that's fucking from wrestling and falling on glass and a fucking metal pole doing stupid shit yeah (laughs) none of that was because my teeth were weak that if you smash your face off a metal pole your teeth's coming out yeah Yeah. guaranteed that pole is stronger than your teeth yeah for sure yeah so i uh i'm a firm believer that that the dental the dental field is telling you lies to get you to come in more well what about amalgam fillings amalgam amalgam fillings what's that it's I got to do a little bit more research. Hold on one second. But it creates when they the dentists don't even like to remove them now because they're toxic. It actually makes a vapor in the air that's toxic. Let me look it up. What just by creating them or by or by like heating them to use them? What just scraping them? Just scr- like, yeah. kind of like asbestos. It's does. a liquid. That's I forgot what the chemical was that was bad in it. It's liquid mercury. So what happens is, is when you go in for a teeth cleaning and people have amalgam fillings, they get scraped by that metal hook, or they use that um, bristle brush that goes around and around and around and around, and it like really cleans your teeth hardcore. Yeah. There was a study that was shown in a documentary that's on Netflix. I forget what the heck it's called because my memory's shit. But anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's probably important because people probably want to look at that, but there's certain people that have amalgam fillings when they get their teeth cleaned at the dentist, they feel like shit the next few days. I bet they do. Like, why? Why? It's because it's mercury poisoning. Yeah. Get that shit out of your mouth. There's only a certain amount of dentists in the United States that'll even remove amalgam fillings because they're that dangerous. It doesn't only put the patient at risk, it'll put the other people around the patient at risk. If you're in that room, they have to wear masks or whatnot because it actually does put a vapor into the air. A toxic mercury vapor. So what's not to say that there's not a toxic mercury vapor coming into your body as you're ingesting or say you're a, a smoker and it, it you inhale. Mm-hmm. What's to say that something's not coming off of that amalgam filling right. and down into you? Or even like, or even like uh, chewing hard candies, let's say, or anything that's sort of abrasive that we eat. What's to say that doesn't just nick it a little bit and it poisons you and yeah. poisons you and poisons And, of course, there's people out there that are going to say, oh, I've had amalgam fillings for 25 years. I haven't had any problems. Well, maybe it's a soft kill. It's probably not going to affect you right away, but down the road, that's going to cause some damage. Yeah, it is. So <laughs> it's just it's crazy some of the shit that goes on today. Like even with our food, like I've seen different farms out there, let's say cattle, where – they're like knee deep in their own shit. That's crazy. And then you they think pick it them looks up like with, mud. I, yeah. And they pick them up with a crane and there's a guy that has a job of a hose hosing the shit off the cow when they're going to slaughter it. Like what? What kind of a job is that? Hey, what do you get paid to do? I get paid to uh, hose shit off cattle. I wash cows. Yeah. Like, ugh. Government meat. Oh, 
sorry, honey. I had a shitty day at work today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, literally. The government meet is that's so crazy, man. Yeah, I don't understand what. Like, I get it. You have to. You have to put all your ducks in a row to try yeah. to get something that big going, like a big yeah. cattle farming situation. Right. But why? Why do the conditions have to be that way? They're trying to make money. That's all but it's about. Is you money. can make money. And care. The fucked up part is the government cares so much about what the citizens do. With like, say, so John Phipps, I don't know, yep. owns a fucking a cattle farm, right? And the government's going to come in and tell him all the regulations and shit he's got to do. But if they have their hand in anything, they, it doesn't matter. Right. They can, they can grow cattle that are fucking in their own shit and have to be hosed off before they're slaughtered. Yeah, and there's even a lot of like local farmers let's say that do things the right way and they make money and they can't certify their products as let's say usda organic per se because you have to pay for that you have to pay out of pocket for all that and sometimes they just don't have the money because it's too expensive to do that so they have to label everything as conventionally owned and how many people today actually look at farmers and ask them questions about the food that they're selling no there's, there's nobody nobody so people usually see stuff on the side of the road and they're like oh i'm just gonna go to hanford i'm just gonna go to shaw's and get it i don't know if i trust that guy <laughs> even though you drive by it yeah to see what's going on yeah you see the fucking cows eating grass right there <laughs> not, they're not being not in shit yeah and they're not being fed like corn beyond I, belief like there was a, another documentary that i saw where the cows actually get problems with their intestines and they had this, uh, it looked like a donut ring in the rib cage of one of the cows. And he was in there digging out corn because it had an infection inside of it. Because and he's it, like, it it's, it's caused, yeah, it's supposed to be out in the pasture yeah. eating grass and whatever grains are out there. They're not supposed to be fed corn. No. And it's crazy it's great and then what happens is is it creates more of that unhealthy fat in the red meat which everybody eats and the whole cholesterol conversation whatever that we had but um the grass-fed meat if you looked at like a grass-fed ribeye compared to a grain-fed ribeye they're astronomically different the fats on a grass-fed beef are more of like a yellowish tinge to it yeah. the grain is white yeah but a lot of grass-fed stuff today that's commercial is grass-fed grain finished because they want the marbleization because all of us today look at a piece of meat and see all the nice white fat on there and you're like, ooh, ah, like that's going to taste good. Me personally, I used to cut all the fat off my steak. My wife's kind of corrupted me a little bit into eating some of this. It tastes good with the fat in there. I know, it yeah. It tastes so good, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's like bacon fat. That's like, that should be like a religion. A God, bacon well, fat. Not not all of the, the cuts, like the... I don't know what I'm trying to say here. The the grain, whether grain fed or grass fed, there's going to be different cuts of meat that are going to contain more fat naturally. Right, right, right. But I do agree. Yeah, like uh, comparing a let's say uh, ribeye to a piece of filet mignon. Yeah, there's just there's always going to be a huge difference. Right, there's just a difference in everything. Yeah. Um, another one is chickens too. Like, oh man, have you ever noticed? I don't remember as a kid. Like, I'm talking maybe 10 years old, going into the supermarket and looking at chicken breasts and thinking, oh, my God, did, is, did this 
chicken breast like bench 225 or what it's like, fucking enormous it's enormous and it even has a different texture to it, it. does it's, it's like, like thicker yeah. like a thicker membrane like you gotta it. hit it with a fucking like a butcher's knife to get through the fucking thing yeah you and get, it you cooks different it's yeah. just i i like to go with like the not necessarily organic but there's like the nature's place stuff like i always look for the smaller chicken breasts if yeah. the chicken breasts are too big i don't buy it just Ch- because chickens don't, aren't right. supposed to be that big right and all these like purdue and tyson and all them they pay all these farmers to have all these chickens in these little baby areas and they're all shitting all over each other and they're feeding them all these hormones and whatever but they label them as no hormones so i don't know if they do that anymore but they break their legs under the own weight of their like breasts and other meat that's crazy. you know what i'm saying they it's get like too big for themselves they get too big it's on food incorporated that documentary it's just insane like what farmers have to do to get because the farmers are stuck in the middle of it yeah they just want to farm like that's what they've been doing their whole life it's no different than like the genetically modified seeds that are out there all these farmers are just trying to get their own seeds plant their own seeds and live life but they have to follow all these strict guidelines by all these big corporations that want quick money. They want the most out of it. And going back to the whole GMO seed thing, you got Farmer John that's down the street growing organic soybeans and organic corn, right? Yeah. Or it doesn't have to be organic. It could be conventionally grown, but he's using a seed that's not genetically modified. There could be another farm five, ten miles down the road that's growing GMO corn and GMO soy. Let's say he's growing it to feed his cattle, because that's what a lot of farmers actually do is they grow GMO stuff for their cattle. Which uh, is fucked it up. Grows, it grows better for them. I don't know. That's uh, that's what I've been that's told. It's GMO. Yeah, I talked to a farmer when I worked at Whole Foods, and he said that his only GMO corn is for his cattle. That's all he does. But there's pollination in the air. Yeah. So what Monsanto? has been doing to farmers, which a lot of farmers have gone bankrupt because when you have hundreds of billions of dollars, you can drag anything through court. But when you're a small farmer, you can't go that far in court, which no. is why everything's so messed up. So what happens is the cross-pollination will happen, and when they clean their seeds and they go to reuse their seeds, Monsanto gets involved and makes a lawsuit against them because they patented that DNA for that seed. So they patented a living thing. And nobody knows this. Like, nobody likes to talk about it. The mainstream media won't talk about it. You can look it up anywhere. Monsanto is not innocent. They created Agent Orange to burn down trees in Vietnam. Yeah. Like, and they're making your food. Like, how messed up is that? It's pretty fucked up. If you look at their website, it's like, oh, we're trying to feed the world. Yeah, I understand that you probably want to feed the world. I understand that you're trying to do good. But and I understand what it takes to feed the entire. It's a big. There's a it's, lot of there's people. There's a lot of people in yeah. the world. There's there's. I mean, there's so many people in the world. Like we throw away so much food in the United States, but yet it's again, unreal. you go to other countries, they don't even have a pot to piss in. So, I feel like I'm just going everywhere with this it's stuff. All right, <laughs> let's, let's run it around <laughs> town. No, there's just so much shit in the world today that people don't look at. It's it's insane, and I mean, I've gotten in points in my life where i was completely obsessed with it like the conspiracies and then like the gmo stuff eating organic and it drives you crazy after a while because you talk to normal joe blows about it and they don't believe you it's like it's like hey uh you should eat grass-fed beef and they're like it's the same thing they look the same but they don't react in your body the same brian shaw he's a uh 
the world's strongest man. You know, is his name Brian Shaw? I believe it's Brian Shaw. Was oh, it Brian Shaw? I thought it, I thought it was Eddie. Uh, Eddie Hall's one Eddie of them. Hall. Yeah, he's one of them. But Brian Shaw was on uh, another show I was watching. He was talking about his meal prep, and he used to eat regular ground beef until he started eating grass-fed ground beef because he said he could eat more ground beef that was grass-fed than yes. corn or grain-fed because it didn't sit in his gut and make him feel terrible. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yes, yeah. it's Brian Shaw. Yeah, but I think the, the guy that plays in Game of Thrones, the mountain, he just won uh, the Arnold Classic. He's recently. fucking enormous. He's huge. He's a big fucking guy. I wonder, oh my God, he Jorgensen must take big shits, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know his name. But. Like, oh my God. It's like Giannis Bjornsson or something, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, they just generate big dudes out in That's those weird. countries. I don't know what they're feeding them. I, they got to be doing steroids over there. There's probably no regulations. Yeah, the whole that whole area of the world is doing steroids. Yeah, it's but it's crazy. okay for yeah. them. Who cares? Fuck them. Yeah, screw them. Yeah, that, that, it, what they want. You that's do you. Want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they remember the whole steroid big debacle with baseball. And yeah. then, like, Mark McGuire and um, Sammy Sosa and that. all that was going. It was exciting for baseball, right? It, it, like, everyone was cranking home runs. Yeah, like, people are jacked. It's like, holy shit, I want to be that guy. And it's like, oh, well, they're on steroids. They're cheating. It's like, well, if you really want to think about it, everybody does it. Or mostly everybody does it that's in a professional sport. People still get caught today doing it. John Jones. Yeah, John Jones. He's John Jones is repeatedly an idiot. He is an idiot. Oh, he repeatedly God. get caught. But yeah. But a lot of, I mean, think of the pressure they're under. Like, they got to perform at a particular level. They're getting older with every year. It's got to be tough. All the PR that comes with yeah, their, their like profession. Everybody wants to get that million-plus dollar contract, $10 million-plus dollar contract. It's just crazy. Like, it, it, they're, it's their job. It is. All right. It's lot, their job. A lot comes with it. Regardless of whether or not you take steroids, let's say a normal Joe Blow that doesn't take steroids still makes the major leagues. I mean, yes, yeah, steroids are going to make him a little bit better, but he was still good enough to be in the major leagues. It doesn't mean that he's a bum if he doesn't take the steroids anymore. Yeah, no. Just like how I think Julian Edelman for the Patriots started taking steroids recently. Dude, like he's he's like five foot eight. I know. And did you notice in the beginning of the season, if you look at pictures of him in the beginning of the season, in my opinion, he looked not as cut. He was like more slender. He wasn't as beefy. But you look at him in the Super Bowl. He was a tank. Holy shit, dude. Like, you were a tank. Yeah. Like, you were just a muscle. Like, crazy. So you, he had to be on PEDs. He had to be. Maybe. Or it's he, possible. Or he was just working fucking like a nut. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people that are real small like that tend yeah. to work fucking way harder than everybody else. Yeah. Just because they got something. They feel like they have something to prove. Like a Wes Welker, too, or Danny Amendola. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. A Spud Webb. Spud Webb. Spud Webb was a uh, basketball player for the Hawks in the early, what, late 80s and early yeah. 90s. And he was 5'8 or 5'7. Holy God. And he won the dunk contest. That was recently on ESPN, wasn't it? It, it might have been. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, watch, I don't have ESPN. Oh. Yeah. I mean, Nate Robinson, he was small too. Yeah. And he, he was, could dunk. He could dunk over seven feet That's tall guys. crazy. And he got dumped on a lot too for being short. Same he thing did. with Isaiah Thomas. Kevin Hart. Yeah, Kevin Hart. Yeah. He is funny as hell, Kevin Hart. Sometimes you just, the people that are that feel like they mean the least yeah. end up doing the craziest shit. Yeah, because they have something to prove. Yeah. They feel like they have something to prove. It's so crazy. Man, going from GMO seeds to talking about Kevin Hart. It's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. 
whole bag of nuts. <laughs> but uh, I kind of wanted to, because I heard on one of your previous podcasts too, like talking about DMT. Correct? Did you ever talk about DMT on one of your podcasts? I thought you touched on it a little bit, I mean, but I, I don't. I don't know if I did. Oh. I think I may. Have, I may have grazed it in conversation, but it was never a conversation about. We also talked about Joe Rogan's show and Alex Jones is on there, right? Oh my god, yeah. Oh my god, I've I think I've watched that podcast like three times so far, just because of <laughs> Alex Jones. I used to follow Alex Jones all the time, right? And I was super sucked into it. And I remember when I first got sucked into like conspiracies and actually like opening my mind and looking at things objectively. And I remember I was working at Planet Fitness and there was a couple of guys working there and they were telling me about, you know, how the bushes were corrupt or whatever and certain things are going on in our government. And yeah. It, like some of the stuff that they were saying, I literally sat there and I felt like my mind just exploded. Almost like I kind of unplugged from the Matrix kind of thing. Yeah. And I was like, I got to start looking into some of this shit. Like, you got to be kidding me. So going back to the whole Joe Rogan and Alex Jones thing and some of the stuff that they were talking about, um, the whole DMT stuff is fascinating to me. So mind blowing. It's absolutely fascinating. Like I try to talk to some people about it and they're like, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, we don't really know whatever, but it's like, you how, gotta, how, how could you not want to know about something like that? It's in everything, everything. everything. I mean, it's in more concentrated and different things than right. it is, but still it's in everything. But the most fascinating part about it is a, you can just take it. And then you trip your balls off. But it's not just tripping your balls off in a sense of, like, back in the hippie days, taking acid and, I feel like I'm tripping ass. It's like everybody says the same thing. Just like they were talking about that experiment, I think it was in Texas, where six to nine people took DMT or ayahuasca, one of the two. And they all saw the same entity. And they all... had a conversation with it. Joe Rogan has even said he's taken ayahuasca or DMT and he's had a conversation with an entity. And it's like, who who are these people talking to? Why are they all talking to the same type of people? Why is this chemical and everything? Why have we not experimented with it? And why is it just so happened to be the chemical that's released in our brain when we die? Like what? And it's not only just when we die, but also like if uh, it's before you die. So say okay. you're climbing Everest and you're and you're losing oxygen to your your cells. Mm-hmm. DMT pushes through your fu- courses through your system to keep those uh, cells able to process with the lack of oxygen that they have. That's crazy. So like almost when you're just about to die, when your your heart say your heart stop is stopping to pump, slowing down, you're about to die. It it flushes you with DMT to try to keep you alive enough to stay alive. Right. I mean, it also gives you that like out of body experience or whatever. Yeah. Like the near death experience. But who's to say like anybody can knock anybody on certain things, but the people that are like, oh, I mean, you know. That probably doesn't. You don't go into another dimension. Like that's crazy. Like how can some you people, assume there's not another dimension to go right, to? Into? Right. And I mean, people believe in different religions. Some people don't believe in religion at all. Some people think that when we die, we just go away. Like I've always been. Even my wife can confirm this. Like I've always just been fascinated with death. It's like it's not. It's kind of like a fucked up thing to be obsessed with, but it's kind of not like it's, we're all going not. to the same place we all we all we all are gonna go yeah at some point point. and where is it that and we're where going? is it where are we going and you know i want to know where i'm going i may not be in this sh- like flesh suit right now but where am i going so uh, back to the dmt 
and all these people seeing different ent- or the same entity and having conversations with it. I remember my aunt specifically told me once that she was basically dead. I, I, I want to say she was dead for like a minute or something like that. She had a certain reaction with something and boom. So she said that she did see a white light and she heard her mother's voice and her mother told her to do something. And she did it. And she said it sounded just like her mother's voice. And she said, I swear to God, it was just like I'm talking to you now. And you know how many people said the same fucking thing? That have had near-death experiences where they've seen something or heard somebody that they loved? It's insane. So what's to say that when this DMT or chemical in our body is released, that it isn't like some sort of conscious energy? Because energy is neither created nor destroyed. So what if it's just a portal into the next dimension? Like we're in the third dimension right now. Let's say the fourth dimension. Like, what if we go to the fourth dimension? What the hell is the fourth dimension? I watched all kinds of videos on what the hell the fourth dimension could be, and I can't even wrap my brain around it. Essentially, the fourth dimension would be you're looking at a sphere. Yeah. And now you're looking at something else looking at the sphere. Whoa. Oh, so that would make sense if they could, like, look over family members. Like, they can see us or whatever. Like kind of like that thing. So, if, so I, I, that's what I don't I'm know gonna, if it's that specific. My, with my opinion, right, right. May, whether or not it may be true, right? What? Because uh, there's no conceivable way for us to know what the fourth dimension would be like until we were there. Yeah, it's almost like uh, I remember Joe Rogan said it. Sometimes you could have like a bug on the table. Yeah, I said this on, on your, a podcast. I yeah, too. like you don't know. But, there could be things around us right now in this room. That we don't even know exists. It's almost a guarantee yeah. that it is that way. Right. When you think about our solar system, we're on this little fucking, so they say we're on this little piece of iron that's collected some dust onto it yeah. with some water. Right. <laughs> spinning around a big fireball that's spinning around something that's spinning around something that's spinning around something. All of it looks ex- almost identical to what an atom would look like with the yeah. amount of blank space there is and there's a nucleus there's always a center to something right 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 and there's everything going around it it's it's you can't tell me and as you get deeper into the nucleus of an atom there's things like quarks and and neutrinos there's there's a whole bunch of shit inside there spinning around doing the same fucking thing so you can't tell me that the cells or atoms have made molecules which made cells which made things like us right and then we are not making something else. Right. We are indefinitely, most definitely part of something else. It's just, it's unfathomable, the size of the universe. We can't wrap our heads around it as the human race. No, we, can't, we couldn't pretend to. Like, it's just crazy. And then you get into the whole Alex Jones thing and how, you know, the quote-unquote elite... You know, they know about, they have the knowledge of what's going on out there, but then they try to use us and control us. And I, I find that, I think that there might be some truth. I, I don't believe all of it. That's the thing. You no, have to no, think you objectively. Get, you got to pick and choose. Yeah. You yeah. got to look at everything, almost everything objectively. I mean, shit, when I was following him, oh my God, I was 19. He was saying shit about reptilian humanoids and uh, the Andromedans and, you know, oh, my God, you know, Bush Senior could be a reptilian humanoid shapeshifter, blah, blah, blah. It's like, come on. Come on. You got to have like you got to make your own. Like me personally, I don't believe that shit. 
But this whole other thing where we may be, we could communicate with other beings in a different dimension, that sounds more realistic to me than reptilian transitioning humanoids. That, that he says. <laughs> but I, I, mean, I don't think anything is out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. But that doesn't really seem like it could potentially it's happen. It just seems sci-fi. It, like It seems very sci-fi. Yeah. It's, yeah. But I do believe that there's evil in the world. I'm yeah. not saying everybody's evil. Like people, some people that are crazy into the conspiracy say everybody in the government is evil. I don't, uh, I don't believe that at all. I think, I think there is an evil basis to it, Yeah, but there's innocent people within it. Right. Like they don't, they don't know that they're, what they're doing and what they're been lobbying for and, and shit like that is, is going to affect people badly in right. an evil way. They just happen to get caught up into it, trying to, with their intention of greater good, you know right. what I mean? Sometimes shit just happens. It does. It just happens. And, I mean, maybe they look at it themselves. Maybe they do know what's going on, but they don't want to go along with it. But it's like, oh, my God, it's such, like, a big, scary thing. Like, how do I go against that? I need to get people with me. But then you take the chance, if it is that crazy, of getting killed. Yeah. Like, you, you don't know. So, it just, like, look at President Trump, for example. I'll be honest. I voted for him. Because I didn't want Hillary Clinton in there, right? <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of people that voted for Trump thought. But he said, oh, yeah, make America great again. You know, we can't cut Medicare or Social Security or any of that shit. But then the new budget comes out. And what happens? Everything gets cut. And, you know, we've been in this country for a long time. And why does it feel like the same shit just keeps happening over and over. And you want to hear something really trippy, too? Like, some people think that the government's trying to take the guns away. I think at some points, yeah, they do do that, but then they just kind of back off and let us forget about it for a while type of deal. There's Good Morning America, right? That TV show? Yeah. And then there's Good Morning Britain. This was on... There was a post I saw. It was Good Morning Britain, and they were talking... Because they don't have guns over there. Yeah, no, that's, you, those are banned. You, you can't even have knives. We just had you Jeff Gagnon even, saying that the other day. You won't even believe the fucking conversation that these people were having about knives. They were acting like they were guns. I don't think everybody should be able to carry a knife. Knives are dangerous. These these certain people in these areas can't carry knives. If I see someone carrying a knife, oh my god, oh my god, I'm scared to death. I'm scared oh, to death. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh my goodness, and oh my goodness, I have a knife on me right now. Uh. So it's like they just want to take away and take away and if you look at the United States and the Good Morning America and the Good Morning Britain and you look at them and you kind of put them together it's like the same sort of agenda but they've gotten farther in other countries yeah no that's that's why I can agree with some things Alex Jones saying as the elites that there is a hidden agenda by people that we could never know about right you know what i mean we can only we can only speculate about these people right but there's most definitely something going on i seen a a video on facebook that was showing uh there was media like uh, a news station started reading their their teleprompter the the fucking yeah what's the person's name the person that sits there the anchor there we go there we go yeah so the anchor's reading from the teleprompter and then it showed different uh news stations maybe 40 of them they just keep popping up with the same exact i remember script. that i remember like that. whoa 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 you it, know how many it, people it, probably haven't seen that i probably a lot of people i think i shared it. it but i don't know how i many share people I, sh- I see i shit post so i think some people just don't share don't look at the some of the shit i share but yeah. a lot of it's funny as fuck some of it's in, you know, you should, intriguing as fuck. 
I have a comment to say about that. Oh. You know, there's a lot of shit that you post on Facebook or whatnot, and I look at everything that you post. And I'm sure a lot of people look at the things that you post. And I'm sure. I, I want so to take a gander on how many people actually look at your posts and don't say anything because they won't want to seem a certain way. There's got to be certain people out there that are like that. That like, they don't. They don't. Yeah, they don't want to like it. They don't want to like it. They don't want to comment on it. They don't want to have a conversation about it because maybe, like other people, will think that they're weird or something for commenting and having a conversation yeah. about it. Like I think there's some people that are like that. Which I is mean, understandable. You do, some people right. don't want to put themselves out there like that, right? And, but then you also got the other spectrum too, where it's well, I'm on Facebook. I just want to see the drama everybody else yeah. is going through, and I don't give a shit enough to read and like see how mushrooms can. What was it again? Mushrooms can. Uh, oh my god, I'm having a brain they fart can, right now. They can cut your chances oh, dementia. of dementia by like fifty percent. Yeah. You know why I think that is. And this is just from my my recent like studies, role research, online yeah. and shit with mushrooms. Um, mushroom, you know how mushrooms grow? Yeah. There's mycelium. Yeah. Which is like it's like little fuzz. It looks like fuzz, but it's really little tubular uh, root system working its way through things and using up its elements and what yeah, it yeah. needs. Eh, blah, 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 blah. It's living. Right. So then a mushroom is just a fruiting body. Mm-hmm. The mushroom is just the plant, which is the mycelium, pretty much, busting a nut. Okay. That's its, it's re- sexual reproduction order. Yeah. So I'm thinking that even once it dies, like, and you, you cut it off and it's gone from its mycelium and it, and it has gotten rid of its spores and now you're eating it. What's to say that that mushroom is dead? You know what I mean? Right. So it could what's be self-sufficient? What's to say that when you digest that mushroom, whatever drove that mushroom to have mycelium, whatever drives mycelium is also driving through your body. Right. Because mushrooms are are no are they're not plants and they're not animals. They're they're, fungi. they're their own fucking class. Right. So I it's I think when you eat mushrooms and you have a, a healthy mushroom diet, like every day I take uh, cordyceps and and chaga and lion's mane, mm-hmm. um, and I can feel myself thinking better, yeah. like conversating better. If you if you start from the first podcast and you find its way through, like you can you can see my mental clarity getting better and better. And I I attribute it to mushrooms, and only yeah. because I think that's how mycelium works. It works its way through things, and right. I feel like it also does the same thing with your brain cells. Like it allows your brain cells to get a boost and the mitochondria get fucking going and they feed your cell and then, then things work its way through and you get new connections. And the new connections is what stops you from getting dementia and Alzheimer's because right. it's pretty much you're just losing connections in your brain. Right. And I was talking to my doctor the other day about dementia. Oh, not the other day, but it was probably a month ago. But I was concerned about my head injury, and I was like, oh, man, like, what are my chances of getting dementia? And he classified it as, well, I mean, everybody kind of has a risk of getting dementia. It's just a part of old age. And I'm like, well, why Why is that just a blanket statement? Like, why is That's that okay weird. to say? Yeah. Why? you got to think, like, yeah, we age, but... I mean, can we do certain things to prevent certain things? And what's to say that some of the things that we're not consuming are the reason for dementia? Oh, God. There's a lot yeah. of older, old, like you look at old ass people from other countries. Yeah. And obviously they're not healthy. Yeah. 
but they like in China they live fucking they live a long time working yeah. in the rice fields. Yeah. They like live to like ninety five and they're fine. Yeah, like sixty five or seventy five is pretty good in the United yeah, States. Yeah, <laughs> I seen a six a video of a sixty five year old Chinese dude doing fucking backflips and shit the other day, Jesus. and he was just like, "Oh, thank you." Uh, uh. And I fucking it blows my mind, and, it, and I feel like those people don't have the dementia and the Alzheimer's that that is pretty much plagued through all of Western society as you get old. Right, it's like they just ramps up the chances to get it exactly and i wonder if it's because of our surroundings what we eat and what we're smelling and what we're tasting right yeah i mean what you know the government or any sort of organization says is safe to a certain extent could not be safe or maybe it is safe who knows it's crazy how many things get pulled off the shelf yeah because they're not safe but they were on the shelf for 30 years oh yeah well you, you know the whole fad about like I'm going to use vaping as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a vape pen myself, but I, like, barely use it. But uh, anyway, back when cigarettes first came out, I remember my grandmother used to tell me, oh, yeah, they, they always said it never caused cancer. It never caused cancer, right? And then when they found out it did cause cancer, they were like, oh, we'll smoke it with a filter. And then it was, oh, smoke menthols. And then it still causes cancer but it's i believe it causes cancer because of the chemicals that are in it yeah i'm sure the smoke isn't good for your system but it's the chemicals that are in it i mean um i know somebody that i worked with at one of my previous jobs that used to smoke camels all the time and he used to get chest infections all the time jesus constantly all the time and he's like, you know what I did? I was like, what? He's like, I switched to a brand. It's called American Spirits. He's like, it doesn't have all the chemicals in it. It's basically like an organic cigarette. And he said, I don't get chest infections anymore, period. I got my father-in-law to switch to him, and he loves them. He went from Marlboro's to the American Spirits. And he said that when he first started smoking American Spirits, he couldn't even smoke a full cigarette. No, no. no. They take, they, they, they're weird. They take forever to yeah. smoke. yeah. And I don't know why that is. Because there's nothing, there's none of that igniter bullshit that they have inside. Probably, yeah, that makes it burn super fast or yeah. whatever. And, like, I, I I, never smoked cigarettes. If anything, I, when I was younger, I smoked spliffs, and I fucking hated it. Like, I never, ever, <laughs> ever liked tobacco or anything like that. I'm sure if you had organic, like, grown, your like, self-grown tobacco, yeah. you'd probably enjoy it in a in something, because then it, probably, it doesn't have all the bullshit taste to it. Probably like a, an organic, like, hookah-type thing where there's, like, different flavorings or whatnot in it. That's funny you mentioned that. I just jumped on the vape train. You did? Yesterday. Yeah. I, I've, do, I've been trying to quit smoking cigarettes for so long, and I I'm, I can't. Yeah. I'm lo- It's a losing battle, so maybe try another step, and if it doesn't work... Maybe it is safer than cigarettes. I'm just saying, like, hypothetically. Yeah. Carcinogen smoke-wise, yeah. Hypothetically speaking, like, we've been told certain things in the past, and they end up not being true. Yeah. So I kind of try to take an objective view on it, and I'm like, all right, well, I was told that before, but I don't know. (laughs) I'm being weary. Everyone that I know, like, especially really physical people that, that work fucking physically all day yeah. long that that vape instead of smoke yeah say they don't have any lung issues they don't they don't have That's any amazing. problem they can go right to the gym and work out still vape yeah my problem with vapors is these fucking massive car filling clouds that you fucking blow out like that's so 
that's, that's people so make boring. YouTube videos out of that. You don't need, like I, like, I mean, that shit's cool when you can make it do cool like things. Yeah. But if you spend your fucking day ripping on your vape, like no matter what you do, if you do it too much, it's not good for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. See, I have a I have a buddy I play Xbox with, and he's on the vape bandwagon, and he used to smoke cigarettes, but he smokes. He does vaping now, and he said he doesn't have any problems like you just said. And it's funny because when we're playing, I'll just all of a sudden hear. <laughs> and I'm like, yep, he just took a hit of the vape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just funny. Yeah. But um, I, I tried the whole cannabis, cannabis vaping thing. Yeah. And I don't understand, like, the science of getting the oils and stuff out of it. I know one of the ones that I bought, it's called a CO2 distillate. Yeah. I don't know exactly what that means, but they use carbon dioxide to somehow like extract it. But my big concern about it was if you get the actual plant and you smoke the plant, that's raw material right there. That's yeah. the whole plant. That's the whole Just plant. like if you use the crock pot and you cook down the plant and made edibles with it. Like that's the whole plant. Now, are you getting all those medicinal benefits mm, out of it? I don't I personally don't think so. Yeah, uh, that, that's my take on it, yeah. too. I could be wrong. There could be science out there that says, yeah, it's still like that. But just thinking about it, like, uh, I don't know. I'm not getting the whole plant. And you don't get the whole high either, yeah. honestly. It doesn't last. Like, yeah, it doesn't last as long. And I, I took it for my neck pain, too. That's why I used to smoke at night. Well, I still only smoke at night. But, I mean, it would help with the neck pain at night smoking actual bud. But when I was doing the vape, I told my wife, I was like, you know, it doesn't really help with the neck pain as much no. because I'm sure it's because the CBD is not in it. Um, but who knows? Maybe it is. It, it could be in it. Yeah. There's a lot of things. I think uh, there's a lot of science around terpenes that people yeah. haven't figured out yet. Yep. Um, but they definitely seem to be working on it. Well, I remember when I went and got my medical card and the lady was explaining it to me, which I looked into a little bit further after that, but Think of our brains as like the female part of a plug and weed as like the male part of a plug when it comes to um, cabinoids. I think it's ca- is it cabinoids or is it the terpenes? About for what? Uh, just for your brain. Like well, the, you, there's cab- it's cabinoids. Can- it is cabinoids. Cannabinoids. Yeah. So the cabinoids are – think of our bodies as the female plug and the cabinoids as the male plug for the marijuana. And the marijuana can go in there and plug in to us so that's part of the reasons why we get cotton mouth when we smoke marijuana is because we have cabinoid receptors in our salivary glands so the marijuana goes in there and plugs into those cabinoids and that's why we end up getting cotton mouth but that's also why we feel in all that certain things with marijuana yeah I feel like I sound like a fucking idiot right now talking about it. There's, there's, <laughs> it there's, there's receptors all over your body yeah, yeah. CB1 to CB2 re- receptors but why is that like why we're we're literally connected to everything on this planet, like it's just it's, it's mind blowing. It is mind. It's blowing. mind blowing, and it's funny going back to the whole like death topic. I was telling my wife, I was like, you know, I have a very, 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 very big problem with getting buried in a casket inside of a vault with all kinds of shit thrown on me. Yeah, that w- that doesn't make any sense. 
and getting embalmed and a cotton ball shoved up my ass. Everyone can look at you and cry. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And your belly, like the the embalming fluid is supposed to slow the decomposing process. Me personally, I would feel better myself as a human being because they have these, these different cemeteries out there where you can actually, sounds kind of morbid, but you can be put into a canvas bag and a tree is planted on top yes. of you. And then you, as you rot and decompose, it nourishes the tree and the ground around it. Yeah. That sounds fucking amazing to it me. It is absolutely Because like, I'm contributing back to the planet. Like, that just sounds amazing to me rather than, you know, hands crossed and like a suit and tie, <laughs> you know, because your, your hair and stuff still grows after you die for a while. So you could get like a five o'clock shadow. <laughs> is it that yeah. it grows or is it that just like the lipids in your in your face and shit shrinks so it looks like your hair is growing? I have no idea. I heard it grows, but I mean, I could be wrong. So I, <laughs> it's, just, it's just amazing. <laughs> Either way, it's amazing. Yeah. It, I don't know. I, I just have a very big problem with it. And I don't know. I want to know when that tradition started of being put in caskets and in vaults and all that whoever thought of that you know what that's that obviously that's that definitely started way 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 longer ago than we can assume because they keep finding people right <laughs> all over the place right from, like mummies from what 3000 bc or something like that and why wrap them in that cloth like why? that yeah, yeah. Like, what is it a ritualistic thing and yeah, i can understand like especially because people love each other and there's love and you you feel all the emotions that you feel so even back then they obviously nothing's changed with emotions <laughs> mm-hmm. um and I, I feel like they want to like show their love and respect for the person that that was there that died but that person that consciousness that you experienced is no longer there no it's like not, it's huh? kind of odd that people thought about doing that instead of just throwing them in the ground or making them a tree like i that's what i want i want to be made right. into a fruit tree yeah and i don't not cool. only do i want to be a tree or have my my nutrients make a tree i want those nutrients to fruit and and give people pleasure or or right and you know some people think that's like fucking gross so like oh god you're why is that fucking gross I, to some people i'm just saying to some people like i don't think it's gross no you know like, how long it would take to decompose and and get into a tree a long time and, and you know how long <laughs> it would take the tree to like be able to push out your bad nutrients that you're giving it right and i mean there's bad bacteria there's good bacteria that's all like commingling and then there's bugs and everything in the ecosystem would just work itself out. Yeah, that's what it does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe 10 million years from now, maybe you'll turn into like a little drop of fossil fuel. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Enough to make lip balm. Yeah, enough to make a lip balm. Yeah, that's weird too. Petroleum jelly is, that is just weird. from fossil fuels. Isn't and people are like using that for lube and yeah. all that jazz. I mean, it's that's, like, that's, that's odd. Yeah, that's kind of odd. I always wondered the same thing. It's, yeah. It smells so bad. Like yeah. that, whatever that smell is, I smell it. Yeah. Like driving through town sometimes. I'm like, mm. you smell that Vaseline? Blech. Everyone wants to make a joke. Oh, I bet you smell Vaseline. <laughs> but, fucking, <laughs> yeah. but fucking, it's weird. It's yeah. a weird, odd, odd thing we do. Oh my God. I remember when I was like younger and I worked at Shaw's and I remember I saw someone come through and buy only a big jar of Vaseline and I'm like, giggling to myself like oh, I wonder what they're doing later like, <laughs> yeah. like, you, you know exactly what they're doing <laughs> yeah right? yeah that's going in someone's asshole oh <laughs> <laughs> well, anal <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh boy yeah I mean just world is crazy and, and, and you know even uh, sometimes I I go through social media and I go through it just to see the comments that people make 
people, it's crazy. People are stupid. Oh, they I'm, the, I'm stupid. I'm, I got a story to tell you. I'm oh stupid, Uh-oh. okay? My wife is going <laughs> to laugh her ass off. It's, I'm sure a lot of people are going to laugh their ass off and think I'm just some idiot, but I don't care because this is hilarious. So, you know the order of operations, right? Yeah. Okay. PEMDAS. Yeah, yeah. PEMDAS. Yeah. That's what my wife said, right? Yeah. So, there's a certain problem on Facebook. And I was like, oh, shit. I saw someone I know commented on. I was like, oh, she got it wrong. Ha, ha, ha. She got it wrong. It's this. And she's like, uh, no, Thomas, you got it wrong. You got to remember your PEMDAS. I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, you know, the order of operations. And my stupid little fucking pea brain thought when I was in school that the order of operations was just something that the math teacher told you. Like, oh, yeah, solve these problems doing the order of operations. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> so it didn't stick. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just do the order of operations. And these problems, this isn't like a real life thing, right? Like, so now I feel like ever since high school, I'm just a fucking idiot. Like, oh, my God, I never do that. Like, you know, what's always fucked me up about the order of operations. What? Is who the fuck is to say that is exactly the way it's supposed to be? I, that is I, fucked up. I know there's numbers like pi and f- and phi that are uh, infinite numbers, right. uh, but h- how does every number translate exactly? Like you know how there's mathematicians and they're out there doing amazing work with math and everything lines up. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But because they do the order of operations, but what if you just did it fucking from left to right? That's what I did in that problem, by the way. I did it left to right. Would, or I was like, okay, well, you read left to right. Yeah. Read left to right. What, what's to say that that's not the correct answer? Right. You should have seen the amount of fucking different answers that there were. There I must have been like all. 10 <laughs> or 15 different answers. I was like, what the fuck is the real answer? And stuff's like, oh, it's this. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> all right. I didn't expect that. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you know, another um, topic I wanted to talk to you about was um, mental health. Ooh. Yeah, and like mental health in just today's world. Like why why is mental health such a big piece today? Like why when our parents and stuff, our grandparents were kids, there was no such thing as like mental health. You were just either like a, a pussy or you're thinking too much. And now it's like it's everywhere it seems like. Well, and that's... I just want to know where that stems from. I don't know. Honestly, I think it's, it's like a, a pushback from – the grandpad, the great great grandparents, pretty much being like your pussy, suck it up and stop thinking so much. Yeah, and people have realized that that was that was wrong, and that there's legit people have legitimate issues that can be worked on. Yeah. Um. At the same time, I kind of agree with the old school guys. Right. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? There's a balancing act. Like, I mean, you could tell somebody they're a pussy, but you could also tell them someone has a problem. Yeah. And you so. you can instead of see being like you're a pussy for having for not just getting through it, mm-hmm. why don't you just like help them through it. The little thing, little things. You don't have to. There's nothing you can do to help somebody change anything for themselves in their mind. Right. But you can do you can do little things. You can't change their free will about it. But you could you could I don't know say. <laughs> you have a friend that's going through a hard time. You walk through their house and you fucking fold their clothes in the basket. They don't know about it. You don't right. care, but it doesn't matter. But later on, they'll know about it. They'll realize somebody cared. Somebody and it will it will change their perspective into a positive perspective, p- pretty much helping them. Right. It's feeling like somebody else actually cares, yeah. kind of thing. I think that's them. that's the biggest thing we grip for as people 
is, yeah. th- is that somebody really cares. I think schizophrenic people, understandably, there's definitely chemical imbalances and whatnot. There are parts of the brain that don't grow this, the way they're supposed to grow. Right. But I feel like the people with the biggest mental issues um, are the people that don't have support systems or don't mentally feel like they have support from any other person right. because the biggest thing we need in life is to feel connected to other people. Right, and when you don't have that connection, it's kind of debilitating for yeah. some people. It's, it's I mean, not a fun thing to go through. At the same time, you die by yourself. You're born yeah. in, by yourself. You So you are only yourself. Right. But at the same time, you realize that every focal point of energy that makes consciousness is exactly the same as you and you need to feel that as as well and like i i have two kids a one and a two-year-old and they may i my wife too obviously they make me the happiest person on the planet there may be other things in my life that don't make me happy but to go to bed at night and to think about my wonderful family that i have just and the same with you just it's wonderful it's the only thing you quote unquote need it's just happiness in your family. That's family is everything. It, even in that, though, not not saying this is me right, by right. any means, but uh, people have like they want that. They want families, and yeah. they and they 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 do achieve it, and they go home to their wife, and the, and they're happy looking at that, but they're miserable at the same time. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's so fucking important for people to stop looking for other people to complete them. Yeah. That's impossible. You have to be complete by yourself. Right. Another person is just uh, an addition to your life. Right. They make your life better than it already was. When you th- didn't think it could get any better, being whole in yourself. Sometimes you meet people in a shitty situation and they right. help you to find yourself and be a better person. But like all in all, say that person tried to help you to find yourself and you never found yourself, you guys wouldn't be together anymore. You know what I mean? Like, not mm-hmm. not saying you, but in general. Right, right, right. I don't know. It's amazing, though. Like, I'll use, like, famous people as an example. There's people out there that are famous that have all kinds of fans and stuff, right? But what about, like, the negative people that are trolls or whatever that come at them and they say all these nasty things and they try to bring up negative things about them and it's just toxic, 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 toxic. Like, the media trying to go after famous people. I wonder how the hell they can deal with that all the time. It must, they must, get how? Like it must weigh on them. And it, it makes me wonder if that's why, like, suicide with celebrities is pretty high. Uh, I have no idea, but it's just mind trippy. Like, it, there's some people out there that they're, they just want to cut other people down. Yeah. And it's, it's fucked up. But like, it's because why? they, they themselves can't find themselves. Right. Can't find any hole in themselves. So they go out to destroy other people. It's too bad. It's really too bad. And, you know, I, I'm i kind of on the fence, too, about all these medications that they have out there to treat, like, depression, anxiety, and all that. Like, um, I've personally taken, like, different medications for my anxiety whatever. And I, it did help me with my anxiety that I have. But at the same time, like, I'm the type of person that's like, well, I should be able to fix it myself. I should be able to. And, you know, the doctors say, well, it's chemical imbalance. You can't really fix it yourself. And I'm... I'm like, no, I feel like I should be able to control it. Like, what, what is making me unhappy? What's making me super anxious? And I feel like there's a lot of people out there that should take the time to do self-reflections like that. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, nobody is superior. Nobody is anything. Just 
I don't know, going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like anxiety and depression, all that's like such a big problem today. And you know, you're people are allowed to be depressed. They're allowed to be anxious. Yeah, life hands you a yeah. whole bunch of different things, variables. There's that you're allowed to be however you want to feel. Right. And, you know, the whole mentality today is take a pill for that, take a pill for that. And I'm not into that. And, you know, there's so many side effects too with pills today. And I remember when I came off my medication for my anxiety, it was even like a really low dose. I remember for a month or so after that, like I would literally just get dizzy spells and I wouldn't know why. And they said it's because that's a symptom of coming off the medicine. Well, what the fuck is the medicine doing to my brain that's making me get, like, randomly dizzy sometimes? Yeah. It's, like, weird. Super weird. But I could, I mean, I could be super anxious or super stressed out about something. And people can take this as it is. But, like, if I smoked pot, it's amazing how that affects you as a person. Like, it... It almost like slows your mind down and it yeah. almost like makes you think you can think about things objectively. It like takes the ego out of it because it, there is such thing as an ego in your yeah, brain. Absolutely. And your ego is what's get what gets offended. It's not really you as a person per se, it's your ego. You got this ego that has a shield up that's trying to protect itself. So it just I feel like it really melts that away and it gets to the core of you as a human being. I mean, you may be, like, stupid or forgetful when you smoke pot, but that's a side effect. It's a drug. It's just like anything else. But at the same time, I feel like it's more beneficial than any other prescription drug that's out there. This is my personal opinion. I don't really know. Right. Um, I I feel like I know your brain has a right side and a left side. Yeah. One is more um, responsible for logic and the other is responsible for creativity. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, marijuana, s- s- cannabis it makes a link between those two it helps make a little bit of a link between those two Mm -hmm. um you notice like you said you you'll be forgetful or a little fucking stupid yeah but at the same time you're paying attention to way more than you normally would like when you're if you get high not high no let's let's make a uh I hate the word high. It's, I hate it. Yeah, that's the word uh, that's being used, and that's that's not a good word because no. you associate high with with being on cocaine or, or fucking heroin, and that's not that's not at all altered state of consciousness. Yeah, let's say you got a my a head change. Yeah, you change your perspective. You smoke some weed, change your perspective. You're walking around. You're gonna notice how the people around you are feeling. Mm-hmm. Like how that that girl that's walking, staring at her phone, you're you're gonna notice her walking. When any any normal time, you'll be on your own normal. I gotta fucking go do this right now. I mean, anxious state. Yeah. But instead, you smoke, and and it it does it slows things down for you. It, right. It makes it makes things more available. And I have without a- without overloading your senses. Right. Unless you eat too many edibles. Oh, God, that's terrible. That's a terrible situation. It's terrible. And believe everything you ever hear about it, about edibles, if you take too much. But my, uh... Look at this handsome man. Who's this guy? This is Kingston. Kingston? What are you doing, handsome? What's up, dude? Holy! Talk about seeing mama. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, I I can't tell you the number of times because, like I told you, I work from home. I watch two kids while I'm working, and I can't tell you the number of times that I've 
been super frustrated and let's say like you know the downstairs is dirty because we didn't pick up the night before and i've actually like gone at my wife about it like and bitched at her and i'm not perfect she's not perfect i do have an attitude sometimes i can admit you're that. a human right and I, it's not right for me to come at her like that per se and, and when i get caught up in my emotions and i get angry yeah i do say certain things and anybody does everybody but, does that you don't no. mean per yeah. se but i can't tell you the number of times like i've been stressed out had a neck ache or whatever and steph and i have fought and you know i'm getting ready to go to bed and i smoke and i go to bed and i sit there and i feel like the biggest pile of shit for some of the things that I said and I look back on it and I can actually self-reflect and look at myself and say, no, 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 no. I need to do this better. I need to do that. I I need to stop blaming certain other people. All while you're st- while you're yeah, hot, while you're euphoriated. Yeah, yeah, and you know, yeah, I bitched to you because you didn't do the dishes, let's say, or whatever, right? When's the last time I fucking did dishes? Right. Right? Like, no, no, no. Like, I, I need to backtrack. I need to backtrack. And, and I think what it does, though, is it just calms that ego. And you can think objectively about things. And that's the biggest thing in today's world. Nobody, well, I can't say nobody. That's too general. But a lot of people don't like to think objectively about yeah. things. And it, it's they a don't, huge problem. It's a huge problem. Like, calling yourself out on your own bullshit. I remember I got my tattoo. I don't even know if I've shown you my tattoo or not. But I got a tattoo by a guy named Fook at Tsunami Tattoo. I'm sorry if that's an ad. But anyway. Uh, now, no, shout out. Do you like the tattoo? Yeah, shout like out the, to fucking Tsunami Tattoo. Yeah. His name's Fook. Fook. P-H-U-C. Yeah, Fook. He was a super cool dude. I asked him about his relationship with his wife. And I was like, hey, what's the key to, you know, a long marriage? And he's like, calling yourself out on your own bullshit. That's the key. And but, I'm like, wow. Hmm. And that's ever since then, that's stuck with me. That's stuck with me. And I mean, I may not call myself out on my own bullshit at certain points, but eventually i do so yeah if you can't call yourself out on your own bullshit right you live a life of despair essentially yeah because you you feel and, and this is my biggest thing narcissistic people i'm sure that they feel that same feeling that you have when you smoke i have that same feeling too if me and chandra get in an argument and then i smoke after and i and i sit down and i think about it i'm like wow like I fucking didn't need to say any of that because not only is it not true, but it's kind of ignorant. Yeah, I I think that narcissists because when a narcissistic person says something like that, they pretend like it doesn't bother them, like like it's not an issue, and you are the issue. Yeah, it's covering up the ego, like yeah. protecting the ego. So, yeah, I I feel like I don't know where I was going with this. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like narcissistic people. I, I feel like they do feel those feelings. Yeah. Um, and this, I don't think this has anything to do with weed, but that is the problem. Yeah. Like you have to look, you have to look at your own bullshit and they refuse to look at their own bullshit because of that feeling that they get when, when that same feeling I'm talking about that we both share when, when right. in an argument, they get that feeling and then try to hide it. But that continues to bother them. Yeah. So it, it can sets a continuous path of the same feeling and then the same actions and the same feeling because they're not taking the time to look at themselves objectively. Right. Nobody's perfect. Nobody is perfect. Nobody. If, if you have a sense of self-superiority, 
you have some mental problems. Yeah, unless, in fact, you, you may be superior mentally than somebody. You may be more intelligent than another person, but, but you're not better than them. You're never better than them. No. 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 And, I mean, I was reading another article uh, about, it was funny, one of my buddy's wives posted it. It was about um, memory and how people that are more intelligent tend to have a crappier memory than people who are less intelligent. Makes sense. And they kind of compare it to sports, like the people who memorize, like, sports plays or player names or etc. Just, like, kind of things that don't really matter. Like, a kind of a more intelligent person will take things and only store things in their memory that are essential to, like, basically survival or that will benefit them in the future. Really? Yeah. Interesting. That is pretty interesting. Yeah. It makes sense, I guess. Well, that's weird because I store a lot of shit about molecular science and, and physics and, and uh, like, psychedelics like DMT we're talking about. So it's maybe... I feel like that's different, though. I feel like that's more you're learning about yourself and the human race and, like, what certain chemicals do to interact with the body and, like, I, where... I really want to get into alchemy. Alchemy. Which is, which is essentially exactly what you just said. Oh, okay. The, All the, right. Like how specific chemicals and right. things, plants, well, react in the body. Think about that. The worm, Was it the worm or caterpillar that they were talking about on another podcast where it goes into like a grasshopper and it makes a grasshopper kill itself? You ever heard of that? Yeah, yeah. The, there's a. How does it do that? That is like, that's crazy. It's insane. That's another thing I meant to say. When I feel like the anxiety that you were talking about, like the uh, the need, people's need to take a pill for things. Yeah. I feel that what we're fucking eating, not not just the GMO, not just not right, just right. it's the bacteria in it. Because all you really are essentially is what your your, your gut your gut right. is telling you you are. Right. You literally are what you eat. So what we're taking in being bacteria, whether it be it be good or bad bacteria, is dictating what is going on in your body in relation to your mind. Right. So you're eating, say you're eating fucking a strict vegan diet mm-hmm. and you're fucking anxious all the time. Well, maybe it's because of the things inside of that, the bacteria that's inside of the specific as- asparagus that in, in which you have no control over, even if you go organic, water can't be called organic. So right. at, the, at the same time, how do you know anything's organic? So there's always different bacteria. In a droplet of water, there's billions of bacteria. Yeah. So I think the things we're eating and the things we're forced to eat are the reason for the anxiety being high and depression rates being high. Yeah. And I, I understand it's chemical imbalances, but at the same time it's definitely what we are eating our gut is making us be who we are well thinking about the title of this it might make you mad right now i kind of have my own opinion on this whole gender not being a thing and don't tell me i'm a male don't tell me i'm a female etc etc what's your opinion It's probably going to sound fucked up to people, but this is my opinion. This might make you mad. This might make you mad. Back when I was vegan, and I was more into, like, the conspiracy stuff. This isn't really conspiracy, what I was going to say. The listeners can look it up on their own. But frogs were exposed to certain hormones and chemicals in a particular environment. And there were male 
and female frogs. They eventually not only grew testes, testicles, but they grew ovaries as well, and they also started having sex with the same sex. Hmm. So this is after they were exposed to those chemicals. Now, I I just want to clarify, I don't hate gay people. I love <laughs> gay people. I, I do. I, I mean, to each, your, to each your own, you know, like... I'm not bothered by it. Like, I have gay fam- family members. I think they're funny. Like, they're normal human beings, okay? I'm just saying that there's a reason why things are happening to us as a human race. And I think it's the chemicals and the food, like, the stuff that's in the food that we eat, yeah. the toxins we're exposed to. It's changing us down at a hormonal and molecular and DNA level. Cellular levels. Yeah, yeah. like it affects us. We don't yeah. think it affects us, but I feel like this whole, you know, gender thing is fairly recent. Like, I don't remember this when we were in high school. Uh, do you? Well, there were people. There, there were. Was, there were still people that did that felt as if they were not born into the right sex but at the same time how do, how do you feel that way that's that's a totally different topic right like <laughs> but i just the, want to clarify too i could be completely wrong you could be this is just my opinion but there, there were definitely like guys old 40 year old men when we were like six that yeah. were cross-dressing and and right doing that at the same time i don't know if that's a a an environmental uh, right like if that if that made that happen or the but environmental meaning food as well right i mean you could it could be that or what's to say like we're bred from birth like oh my god you have to have sex with a male or female and you have to you know have kids and all this stuff and that's how you continue the human race is by procreation procreation so what's to say that's even like true you know, like, well, uh, yeah, we're supposed to reproduce and yeah, we're supposed to have kids and move on. But what if we're just becoming more intelligent, let's say, or we're evolving and people would just want to pick and choose. And it's like a natural form of like population control or something. I, I don't know. Like there could be so many different reasons mm. for it. Like I, I'm not going to look at a <coughs> person that's a homosexual and say you're lying or anything like that. I believe them. I they can do whatever they want yeah, to no, do. You, you feel I, like you want to be a girl and you're a guy. I mean, yeah, I like, you, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I, all, the only thing I'm saying is what's the reasoning behind it? Yeah. What's the reason, like... I, the I, real reasoning. Yeah. Not, like, I've known so many homosexual people or bisexual people, and I'm friends with them. Like, I... I I don't care. It has no bearing on a fr- I feel on like a I'm covering my ass a lot right it now. Does, I'm getting it, roasted. It seems like it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm really covering my ass right now. Listen, like, th- this podcast is called This Might Make You Mad. Yeah. If you don't want to listen to it, uh, you should listen to it anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I just, I, me personally, I like to figure things out. Yeah. It's like in, I feel like it's in the genome, like, to try to figure things out. Yeah. If we didn't, we'd be stuck. Yeah. Like, why, why, why do people act the way that they act? And that's why I feel like I should have been a psychology major because I'm just so interested in why people act the way that they do. And, you know, my wife likes to watch these, like, serial killer documentaries and stuff. And it's it's fascinating, like, how they think and why they think it's okay. And It is odd. And it usually re- resorts back to abuse most of the time. Most of the time. Environmental. And, yeah. So crazy. I mean, even I was even thinking uh, – I was watching um, – 
cartoons with my kids. And I was watching some of the older cartoons, like the Tom and Jerry's and stuff like that. And, like, they're violent. And I even watch, like, Ren and Stimpy, like, clips on YouTube. Oof. Not in front of the kids. That shit's re- – that when you look at it, Ren and Stimpy, that was crazy. It was crazy. I saw a clip the other day of – I don't know which one's Ren, which one's Stimpy, but the Ren's the the little Chihuahua. Okay, so Ren was taking a saw to a log on Stimpy's ass, yep. and he was acting like he was humping him. It looked like he was humping him in the ass. Yeah, and then he was like, "Oh yeah, faster, 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 faster," and it looked like he blew his load, and the saw got limp. Yeah, <laughs> and we were watching that as kids. We were. <laughs> what is this? What kind of fucked up person said, "Hey, let's." <coughs> Show this to kids. Yeah, like let, yeah, let, what? That's so messed up. It's and, nuts. And my parents wouldn't let me watch that as a kid, which I understand why now. But like, oh my god, like that was crazy. It's, you know what? I I'm glad that I got to watch that as kids. Yeah, as as a kid because it like it prepared me for what school and shit wasn't. It's weird to say that because it's a cartoon, right? But it had such big adult undertones right. that when when situations like that not like that not like fucking someone in the ass but <laughs> when situations like that occurred it didn't seem it wasn't so like mind-boggling like right. having, having sex or, or doing drugs wasn't like oh shit yeah like i don't know i don't know i'm so nervous about this because of, i've already been exposed to it right do in in something so quote-unquote innocent right i'm the complete opposite of that like when i was in school and stuff anything to do with like sex or drugs or alcohol or anything like that that was like a foreign land to me like what the hell like i feel so uncomfortable about yeah that's what i mean never really taught about it or anything like that oh my god because they don't they don't teach you i know they we had the dare program and i know Mm -hmm. they we have sex ed but they don't really teach you they teach you about and it's weird that there's a whole sex ed program when it's just your body like why why is it a problem to teach kids about their bodies right at any point in their age oh pee pee like dude that fucking five-year-old boy knows he has a pee pee already oh my god why don't you just explain it to him my two-year-old this is a true story okay my two-year-old likes to take his diaper off okay oh, what baby does right, right right so <laughs> i'm sitting at my desk working and it got really quiet and i was like oh, usually when it's quiet it doesn't mean anything good and nah. mickey mickey mouse was on his tv so i walk in his room he's literally shirt cocking it right just you know balls and dick hanging out <laughs> and he's playing with his pecker watching mickey and i'm like ah dude what are you doing get your diaper on <laughs> <laughs> and the doctor's like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Like, all boys do it. It's, they do. They're experimenting. Like, they they got to know. They don't know what it is. Yeah, they don't know. It's like something that just probably feels good to them. And I'll, they're I'll, just a kid. Randomly, this thing that I have on me just starts peeing, and I just kind of want to see what it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. what the hell is that? What is this? Yeah. Weird. Points it at pee-pee, pee-pee. It's yep, like, yeah, yep, that's, yep, that's, that's exactly what that is. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. The best thing, though, is when they fart, though, and he's like, he goes, and he's like, Fart. <laughs> 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 oh my god, it's so funny. Oh man, kids are funny though. They are. They're they fucking. Do. They're great, but I, I fucking hate them at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I get the whole like, like the hatred of the kids thing. It's it's the whole. I think what it is is they con- 
constantly need you all the time yeah. or they're constantly yeah. getting into things all the time and you know there's so many people out there that say oh i can't wait to have kids i can't wait to have kids oh my god i can't wait to have kids it's like well you haven't had a kid yet yeah i mean it, it is nice don't get me wrong yeah it, it's wonderful it's, it's there's wonderful. nothing better in life than being a father nothing will test you more than having a kid <laughs> yeah. and nothing will test your relationship with your significant other yes, than when you have a kid for sure and i don't think many people and you wonder why the divorce rate is so high especially when people when they have young kids it's a lot of stress and time and just craziness <laughs> i mean this is my opinion people can think what they want but i think if you have a relationship with someone and you think you think you want to pop pop the question right you want to get down on one knee and and ask this person to marry you and commit to marrying this person have a kid first yeah i, I mean what, what sucks about that statement is sometimes that relationship doesn't work out and two mm -hmm. people split up and sometimes dads or moms go the other way and it there's like i am with i have my kid half the week yeah and so does his mother yeah um but that doesn't happen all the time so the kid is the one that loses out on having the togetherness of the two parents but at the same time there's no way to know that you're going to be able to last with someone if you guys can't have one thing that you have to take care of right together for the rest of your life regardless if you can't get along in in that what's to say that the little things that happen in a marriage later on down the line like forgetting right. to do the dishes isn't going to cause an enormous breakout which is 10 times worse for the kid then yeah screaming at each other calling yeah. each other names or whatever it's unhealthy it's yeah. super unhealthy it's, and it's more unhealthy than not having splitting than, up yeah than splitting up yeah yeah i completely agree with that i mean communication so many people say oh communication is key communication is key but nobody fucking like, communicates right but it's almost like a cliche today yeah. and and it really is true, and it comes. It resorts back to what we previously talked about. It's calling yourself out on your own bullshit. Yes. It's communicating. You need to tell that person when you're feeling a certain way, when you think things aren't going right, or maybe they are going right, but you wish things were this way or that way. I need this. You need this. It's just. A, you need it's to almost say like that. a. It's a give and take. Everything yes. in your relationship is a give and take. Like. All right, I'll watch kids during the day. I work all day. But when you get home, I'd really like it if you took care of the kids and I could have some me time and relax. Yeah. That's all you got to say. And if she doesn't agree with that and she bucks you on it, then you got to have more discussions. But sometimes if you just don't agree, if she doesn't want to go along or if he doesn't want to go along with it, then maybe, yeah, you ought to call it quits because they're not going to mesh well with what you need. But, like, se. it's give and take. So, like, right. you definitely say he goes to work all day and she stays home and takes care of the kids even if she may or may not work in your situation like you work from yeah, home yeah. um the person that works also needs me time because yeah. they because they're out working as well but they also need parent time as well right like there's give and take completely around the board in order for a, a, a relationship marriage a, even a relationship with a friend yeah to work and to to test to stand yeah. the test of time, there has to be compromises. Well, it's like uh, when you have a friend, and I mean, I'm in this boat myself with a particular friend, but always asking that person to hang out, but they never ask you to hang out kind of thing. You've ever come into that before? Yeah. Like when one person, oh, I, I have a friend specifically 
I'll even I'll throw myself under the bus because I know I'm shitty at this. So I have a buddy that invites me to everything. Like he invites me to different events or whatever, barbecues over his house. And uh, sometimes I go, sometimes I don't, depending on what I have with the kids. But I never invite him over. But I always like play games over online. But I never I never invite him over. But you and go I, there. But I go there. And I, I, I don't know why I don't invite that person over or really anybody over. I don't know <laughs> if it's like an insecurity thing or whatever. But I just, I just don't. I just feel like I personally am really shitty at reaching out. And inviting people over. And I don't know why that is. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of fucked up. I don't even know how to... To, to get, break that down? To break that down <laughs> for you. Yeah. It's just... I don't know. I guess it's just how I am, per se. But I also... When I was in high school, um, I, I used to invite a buddy to hang out all the time. And then that person told me... Oh well, if you want to hang out with me, you gotta ask me to hang out with me, like kind of ordeal. And I was like, oh, that's kind of fucked. Yeah, so that's, I don't really that's like that. It should be a give and take thing. Yeah. So, if you don't want to hang out with me, I mean, we never would have hung out if I didn't reach out, kind of thing. Yeah. That's just fucked up. But um, yeah. <laughs> right, since we're calling our own bullshit here, I, I tend to flake. Flake. Yeah, like uh, a lot of my friends will have their kids will have birthdays or something this is the, which i can always justify to myself because your fucking kid's gonna keep aging okay yeah. and I, there's gotta be birthdays i miss and shit like that but uh, sometimes i'll make plans with people to go out of my home and go do something yeah and then when the time comes like i might not be in the mental space to feel like going around and, and doing all that shit like, oh, let's go bowling next Saturday. But then next Saturday rolls around, you're like, uh, Yeah, next Saturday uh, rolls around. I just had the like. toughest fucking physical week of work. Right. You know, I, I have no desire to be standing there bowling. I don't like bowling. I just said, yeah, because I miss you. I want to hang out with you. But at the same time, I don't want to do those things. And right. then I, I flake. Yeah. But I feel like that's a huge issue between a lot of adults that I know. Is a, lot, a lot. Of, a lot of people are flakers. Yeah. And it's not – I don't think – I think it needs to be addressed. Like, people – need to understand not, and and not like you know how there's mom shaming and there's fucking yeah, kick shaming yeah. like stop flake shaming people people have lives and their mm-hmm. own mental states all the time right. so you can't really hold it against them it's cool to talk shit like oh come on you missed my fucking barbecue you cheese dick yeah but like it's not it shouldn't change uh your relationship with that person like right. you need to understand that everybody is going through something whether it be good or bad or neutral all the time well like i'll use this podcast as an example like i remember you asked me to be on it and i was like shocked to be on it but you know i told i told you i was anxious <coughs> I, I was like oh man like i'm kind of nervous to be on the bo- the podcast or whatever and yeah i do have like anxiety problems i've had them since i was a kid or whatever but um i feel like that is why I do flaking. Like, I flake sometimes. The, but The anxiousness of and doing something, yeah. I thought about bailing. I did. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I thought about bailing, and there's this, like, little voice inside of me, like, almost like a Jiminy Cricket on your shoulder kind yep. of thing that's like, you know, if you go, you're going to have fun. It won't be bad. Just go. Like, get out of your comfort zone. And I'm one of those people that needs to do that more. I need to get out of my comfort zone. And I think people need to self-reflect and do that more. Like, why why are you acting this way? And just I think the biggest problem is people expect too much. Yeah. Or they don't expect enough from pers- per- 
particular situations. Right. Like you can't you there's no way you are going to know exactly how something's going to go. Exactly. But you, you thinking in your mind, like you live you live in that event more in your mind than you do in the actual moment of that event. Yeah. So that is really I think is what makes people like not be, uh, right. I'm not coming. Like I got 5 days to the podcast. Oh shit. Okay, yep, it's coming in 5 days. Up oh, 4 days, 3 days. Oh. oh my god, it's like 2 hours away. Oh, like shit. holy shit. I'm driving yeah. there right now. <laughs> Am I here? Oh yeah, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I I feel like I feel like that's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. Now I have a very off-topic question. You said you don't like beer, right? <sighs> Changing the subject. Here. I don't. I don't hate beer, but I'm not a beer fan. How come? I don't know. I don't like. I, well, I don't like the the drunk. Definitely. Like being beer no. drunk. I fucking hate being beer drunk. That's one of the only ways I'll be hungover other than vodka, and it's. Ugh, ugh. <laughs> I, I also don't like the how heavy it. No matter what beer or type of beer it is, it's always heavy as fuck in my stomach. Yeah, and I can only drink two or three beers before I really want nothing to do with beer anymore. Right. Um, plus, not a lot of beer tastes that great. I mean, not a lot of alcohol tastes that great. Most alcohol tastes like shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's had... there's some wines and there's Ugh. occasionally some beers. Like I like Pumpkinhead. That'll fucking but only one really. After yeah. the, the next one, I'm like. Ugh. But, yeah, no, it's, it's I don't know. I really don't know why I don't like beer. Well, there's uh, there's an article I was reading, because you know how they say, you know, oh, a beer a day or a glass of wine a day will keep the doctor away kind of thing. And there is a new study that was done that said that even if you did that beer a day, but if you have more than, like, two or three a week, it actually shortens your lifespan. But you just never know what to believe because they come out with studies that say, yeah, it's okay, and then, oh, my God, if you drink this, you're going to die, like, early. My favorite study that that they've now changed and everybody's still arguing about is the grains on the bottom of the f- the food pyramid as being the largest food group oh, that you yeah. need to consume, which causes the most amount of problems for you, really, if you yeah. really want to get technical. Right, it does. But it it creates all the problems for all the other things, like like. Like cholesterol. Oh, like <laughs> yeah. <that> cholesterol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I every time I get my blood tested, even, I, I don't know, even five or ten years ago, my cholesterol was always on, like, the normal high, normal high, normal high, and my doctor never worries about it. But I've always kind of worried about it, but fuck it. <laughs> cholesterol is good for you. Yeah. It's n- not too much, like I said, with anything. Too much of yeah. anything is bad for you. Right. But I don't know. I feel. I feel like they really did fuck up and gave people misleading information about the bottom of the pyramid table and and when fats are you are should be what you consume mostly cuz in nature that's what you're going to get you're going to get fat like animals let's put a like a like an apex predator mm-hmm. like a, like a bear bears don't they don't go out and rummage for specific berries and fruits and nuts and shit first mm-hmm. they they wake up from their slumber and they go they go eat meat like they they go look for a dead animal or a, or they get an animal or they get some salmon wow it's amazing and then as time goes on they'll eat they'll start to migrate over towards the carbohydrates to get their fat going like especially in the in the the end of the summer towards the fall mm-hmm. they're eating berries everywhere i heard they eat a lot of like uh grassy type stuff too because it 
this is what I heard. Like it plugs their ass. Yeah. Because so when they're hibernating, they don't like shit everywhere. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I I think it plugs their ass and it give their body digests. You can't obviously it doesn't digest all the fiber in the grass, but it digests those those sugars and those carbs, which fatten them up plug their asshole with all the fiber <laughs> talking about plugging assholes here <laughs> <laughs> and then and then they get they get chubby yeah and then then they go to sleep for however long they go to sleep but but when they and most animals like especially um i don't know lions and shit like like they still eat grass they still eat things that have carbohydrates in them right. but their main food source as a carnivore is meat well it's like the alaskan bush people whatever shows that you have mm. I forget what the hell the name of that show was, but they go out and they kill elk or moose or something, and they live off of the fat off of that animal. Like, one guy was eating eye socket fat, and he was like, oh, this is the best fuel for my body. It is? And it's like, holy shit. Like, if you told that to a doctor today, be like, oh, you'd be dead. Yeah, no, they tell you that's yeah. you're going to die. You're going to fill your body with oil. Right. Except um, that's that's actually a better source of, of fuel for your body than, than sugar and carbohydrates, actually. Right. It's, it's more sustainable. Yeah, you're not going to have that burst of energy like you get when you eat a fucking donut. Right, right. But you're going to be able to, like, say you're, you're you're hiking. You If you eat a fucking a bunch of carbs, you're going to get to the top, and it's going to be tough. Right. If you were to go in there and you had ate a fat bomb that morning and, and maybe some fucking, I don't know, some, some full-fat yogurt. Yeah. You're gonna get up that mountain and be like, "Wow, I feel great," and want to keep going. Right. Like you're gonna have the energy to like. Right now, I'm on a ketogenic diet. I've lost like six pounds in a week. Keto. See, going from eating normally to going to keto, that's got to be tough. You can't. You do can't you go, do you get just the keto go flu? into it. Do you no, get the keto no, no, no. flu? This, no? this, this is my huge thing, and I'm no scientist. Right. Right. So this is just my opinion and what I've experienced. If you jump into something like that. No matter what kind of diet it is, you're going to have negative ref- uh, consequences. From right, it. right. I think, and from my my experience, if you ease yourself in, you can't just drop sugar out of your fucking diet. Your body's used to it. Right. You can't just drop carbs. You can't keto diet is another thing. A lot of people think it's no carbs. That's retarded. That's that's a stupid concept to think that your body wouldn't need carbohydrates. Right. Like it's, it still needs them. You just need more fats in your body than you do carbohydrates. And greens. And greens. But yeah. Yeah, the, the greens have a lot of carbohydrates in them. Okay. Not, not like high amount of carbohydrates, right. but, but the greens also have a good chunk of fiber. Right. So it definitely helps. You're looking at net carbs. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, if you eat fats, your body starts to uh, operate off of fat. So you become fat adapted. So instead of using the carbohydrates for fuel, it's using fat as fuel. Now your body stores fat because it processes the carbohydrates as energy and the remaining bits turn into stored fat. But if you change the way that your body adapts slowly so you don't get the keto flu, allow allow yourself to work yourself into it, like because you have to work yourself into it. Um, Eventually, your body will operate off the fat. So when you don't have food, if 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 you don't have to eat as much, and honestly, any caloric drop is going to give you a weight loss. So even yeah. if you change your diet in, into not doing, I don't know, you stop fucking eating sugary drinks or drinking soda, you're going to lose weight because yeah. the caloric value is going down naturally. But 
that doesn't make mean that your body is going to be healthier because you're losing weight. You you need to lose the fat the right way. Not to say that the ketogenic is the best diet to go on for people mm -hmm. either. But once your body switches over to fats, it uses your body fat and eats it. So when it's hungry, so say for me, it's I got a fair amount of fat. If I eat breakfast and then I'm I'm nowhere near dinner, I have to work. My body is going to keep itself going. The energy level is not going to drop because I'm fat adapted now. And it's using my body fat as food, as stored energy. That's the only reason you have stored energy and fat is to use it. Well, that's why way back when we were, when we were like cavemen or whatever, we used to get fat in the seasons where there is plentiful amount of food, like fats and meats or whatever. Yeah. And then over the winter time, when it was not as plentiful, we would use the fat on our bodies as energy. Yeah, same thing as a bear. Yeah, yeah, it's just the way that we're made. It's like survival. So around the uh, this, you notice too. I think people. I think that's why this is my personal opinion about Native Americans. I think that's where Thanksgiving. I think we've always had an autumnal type of eating situation where everyone mm -hmm. gathers. I think. It happens everywhere. Right. May, may, may not be called um, Thanksgiving everywhere, but there's definitely gatherings where people eat massive amounts of food. Right. People and get offended about Thanksgiving, though. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> that might make you mad. <laughs> so I, f I feel like that is why we, we, we do that naturally. Like we, as cavemen, used to come out of winter animals are frolicking everywhere mm. in the summer we can kill them and we right. can fucking eat them as the as the fruits and the vegetables like as they fruit and they give off their seeds so that they can be buried for the next in winter because that's what happens all the seeds and the fruits come out they fall down they get carried away by birds they sit in the ground winter comes winter thaws out and it fucking hydrates all these seeds and plants and fruit decaying fruit boom out pop plants right. for the fucking animals to eat Ecosystem. It's just like a big fucking, big fucking thing. So yeah. I feel like um, that's what happened for Thanksgiving. Yeah. That the, the time span is that all these animals are are now eating and going into hiding. So it's harder to hunt them. We have grown our food all year long. Let's eat this food and use this food to get us through right the shittier time into a more plentiful time every single year. Right, and then whatever was like canned or whatnot. Per se, I, I don't mean. I don't think there was anything canned. Way, way know. back in the yeah, yeah, not back when the original Thanksgiving happened, but but they like, aged their meat and shit back then. Like yeah, they, I never, got, I never understood that. Still, like the whole aging thing and like cutting off the rotten pieces and eating the rest. Like, how is that okay to eat? Like in my brain, I'm like, whoa, like it, yeah, like because my tell brain, you it's not okay. Because they tell you it's not okay, so it's like, well, tell me how it is okay. Like how. Like they do, um, there's certain restaurants in New York that have like super aged bone in ribeyes and they're delicious. Yeah. And they fall right off their bone. Yeah. And it's like, wow, like <coughs> we were taught growing up that everything has an expiration date. You just throw it in the goddamn trash. Yeah. Like, what the hell is Which this? Which is crazy. If you take that beef, that piece of beef that says it's, it's good until this date, and on that date you stick it in butter <laughs> and yeah. stick it in your fridge, four months later you can eat it. It's weird. I don't. Under, I don't understand. I don't think I could do it, but I'd be. Oh my I'd god. be all over. It. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. Sh I'm sure it tastes fucking good. Oh my god. Yeah. I got. Uh, 
I'm a sketcher when it comes to food, though. Like, uh, my wife and I had Chipotle recently, and we got food poisoning. Ooh. Ooh. That was awful. Ooh. Yeah. That sucks. Globs of rice coming up. Oh, my gosh. That's I, that's the worst of my Oh, Chipotle. my God. Would you get spicy, too? Um, It was a rice, chicken. It wasn't even that spicy. I just got, like, the mild stuff. But mm. I don't know what it was. But it upset my stomach, and... Ugh. See, I, there's a phobia for this, though. Like, if you eat a certain food and you don't eat that food again, it's like a certain phobia. I forget what the phobia is called, yeah. but I definitely have that because one time I got sick from fish chowder, and I don't think I've had fish chowder since. I would never eat fish chowder no. to begin with. But that that fish chowder, as sounds to me, right off rip. Just vomit? Like Just like <laughs> chum. Ugh. It's just like they stuck everything f- that they didn't need when they were preparing the fish into the fucking thing and they're like, hey, you eat that. Ugh. But don't get me wrong, people eat that shit all over the place. They eat fucking cow tongue and they eat pig eyes. Like they Testicles. take You ever heard of a tamale? They make it in Mexico. Tamale. It's like wrapped in this fucking I don't even know how to explain the texture of the leaf. Um they they boil the pig's head and spices and shit like that. Yeah. And then, and they break it down as it's boiling. They break in the meat down. So essentially you're eating the fucking nose, eyes, ears, the, the, the glands and shit inside this pig's head. They pull the, they pull the, the whole skull and throw that out once it's boiled off. And then they take all these things and they wrap them up in this, I don't know how to explain it. It's like a banana leaf or something? It's kind of like a banana leaf, but it's, it's dry it kind of looks like more like a corn husk after it's dry. Okay. But it's still I know got, exactly its, what you're talking it's, still about, got its consistency. Yeah. And they roll it up and then they take those and they cook those. I, I'm pretty sure you boil them. And then you then you take everything out and it's all one piece, obviously, because it's been boiled together and you eat it. Yeah. See, if I if I ever ate something like that, someone would have to not tell me what it was. They would just be like, trust me, it's good. And I'd be like, all right, uh, I'll try it. I guess I, yeah. I, guess I can eat oh some. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I'm I'm more than willing to try just about anything. Yeah. Because it's edible. Right. Why not? Right. There's, I mean, me in no way. But I'm not. I mean. I'm not. Okay, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not okay with the sexual reproductive organs. Yeah, I don't get that. I like don't. I have no desire. I mean, I can understand like the idea behind it. Like it makes you makes you sexually strong. It gives you prowess. I can understand because you're eating a dick. But at the same time, like, I have no desire to eat sheep dick or anything like that. Is it true that taurine is bull sperm? Uh, I don't believe that it's bull sperm. I think uh, taurine is made inside of It's like of a synthetic version of it, though. A synthetic version of, of bull testicle juice. Like the, I, like, like the taurine is like bull sperm or whatever but we, we can fact check the fuck out of let's this fa- right let's now. fact check that because i've heard that taurine is bull sperm but what they actually put like in energy drinks is just a synthetic chemical like form of it. no it's what they actually... put in energy drink is definitely synthetic they yeah. wouldn't be able to produce no. all that shit but it's still kind of messed up if you think it comes from a bull's nutsack no matter where no matter how you slice it <laughs> <laughs> this is a synthetic form of bull sperm but people eat ball sack bull bull balls all the time too it's gross can you imagine i don't want to eating i can i don't i don't i don't want to no you know what a testicle is not a ball it's actually one tube or multiple tubes that are that are like crunched together like like raveled like a like a 
like when they make a baseball. That's so weird. Yeah. I never knew that. Taurine. Taurine is an amino sulfonic, sulfonic acid, but is often re referred to as an amino acid, a chemical that is required building block of protein. Taurine is found in large amounts in the brain, retina, heart, blood cells, and called platelets. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that's nothing about bull sperm. Oh wait, yeah, where does it come from? Oh, that's that's totally different. Where does the taurine and Red Bull come from? I see. I'm not. I'm not a Google professional, so I'm going to type chlorine in bull balls, bull semen. Look, there's there's your taurine bull semen. Taurine is key ingredient in Red Bull, Monster, Rockstar, and other energy drinks. It's an organic molecule, not an amino acid, named for the Latin taurus, which means ox or bull, because originally taurine was extracted from bull semen and ox bile. Ox bile. Um, so, so that you're that that is true. Yeah. So there, that clears the air on that. But now there's newfound evidence here that I've just learned about ox bile. So does that mean bile and semen have the same? building blocks and amino acids inside of them i don't know i mean bile is used to like break down food right yeah kind of yeah pretty much right yeah or is bile the used to as a, a stomach protectant i don't i don't really know i don't know i think there's a lining i i there's stomach acid but is bile part of that acid i don't really know we could probably google this there's, all I, day I, I, <laughs> google is a rabbit hole yeah bile is uh is i think it's produced by glands right uh i think it's produced by the liver right but is the liver a big gland I've always wondered what the liver is because I'm pretty sure you can take a cross section right out of the liver and it still yeah. continues. It'll, the other piece will grow, yeah. Yeah, that's the area. that's yeah. kind of crazy. There's two lobes, yeah. What tells it to stop growing? Who knows? The genetics, it's the crazy. DNA. Yeah. Let's see. Bile acids are steroid acids found predominantly in the bile of mammals and other vertebrates. Different Molecular forms of bile acids can be synthesized in the liver by different species. Well, there you go. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Oh, I, I don't think I told you this. Um, kind of changing subject again. But um, my my second born son had what was called a CPAM. What's and that? basically what it was was it originally started as cysts in his lower lobe and of his lung lower lobe of his lung and he ended up needing surgery to remove a mass in his lower lobe that's crazy yeah and i guess only like one out of ten thousand kids get it talk about a nervous wreck for my wife and i what were some of the issues um i mean he just wouldn't be able to clear out his lungs as well as a normal functioning lung would so, like, he'd get fluid build up. He had a higher chance of getting pneumonia. And he'd get more chest infections. I mean, he got that lower lobe taken out, and he recently had a chest cold. And uh, he needed to go on a nebulizer to clear yeah. out his lungs. But I just hope he doesn't have, like, future complications with it. You're I know talking I, the whole lower lobe of the lung? Yeah, the three lobes. He had to have his whole lower lobe removed. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, that was sketchy. Uh, he went into surgery. He was six months old. And... um. He came out, and I shit you not, he looked like a dead kid when he came out. Oh, man. Yeah, he was, like, all bloated and white. It didn't even look like him. And 
it was awful he was like constipated for days after that and he was just in so his jaundice his, I know he wasn't jaundiced at all, um, but his stomach was as hard as a rock. I remember. Oh, man, just, poor guy. Yeah, but uh, he's all fine now. Like after he had the surgery, he actually um, he gained a lot more weight. Like his cognitive abilities just kind of shot up. I don't know if like his body was just constantly trying to heal that part of his body. But, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but now that that toxic part's been taken out, he just seems to be doing great. Wow, that's fucking nuts. I yeah, didn't even know that nuts. was something that could happen. We didn't know that either because we went to an ultrasound because they thought something was wrong with my wife. And they're like, oh, their cyst line is long. And we're like, what the hell does that mean? And then it, the news just kind of kind of got worse from there. So we almost had to go to Philadelphia oh, to one of the, house, uh, the hospitals that specialized in it. And um, our firstborn didn't have any issues, uh, thank God. But still sketchy. Yeah, that is. Uh, the whole I feel like the whole time during pregnancy, there's just constant like, oh my god, I wonder if they're gonna find anything. I hope everything's okay, and every little thing that goes on with your significant other, it's like, oh well, I feel this. It's like, oh well, maybe we'll go to the doctors. And <laughs> yeah. People think, oh, well, you get knocked up and then you just have a kid. It's like, well, there's it's, so much to it. There's so much to it. Like, oh my god, and that brings you into the whole medical thing too, like with insurances and all that shit. Like, which I feel is a fucking crock of shit. Oh, you know what's crazy is that you go to the hospital, right? You yeah. Say you go to the ER, automatically it's a hundred and fifty dollar bill, regardless of what they do. You say you go in, break your arm, they put a cast on, they charge you another hundred fifty bucks for the cast. You're paying three hundred bucks for that cast in that hospital visit. Yeah, and that's you, minimum with no insurance. Mm-hmm. If you have insurance, they're billing your insurance company like fifteen to eighteen hundred dollars for the same exact thing. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Do you know what, because uh, I, I've been doing medical billing for quite some time now. Oh, so you got the downloads. Oh, stuff. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get pissed off about it all the time because it's not right. <laughs> it's not. Um, I mean, <coughs> I I do agree that people need to have insurance, like health insurance. Like, it's something that you need. It's like car insurance. You yeah, know, if you yeah. hit someone, like, you need car insurance. Well, I mean, when you get sick, you need health insurance. And I just feel like it's become this capitalist, you know, competitive i'm gonna you know charge you this amount bi-weekly pre-tax but i'm gonna cover less and less and less and less and less and less each year well this company is covering this much well maybe i'll try to cover a little bit less of that or i'm gonna make my plan look better but anyway um basically what your insurance card is until you pay your deductible is a discount card it's just a discount on on anything so Let's say, hypothetically speaking, because there's a lot of people that are extremely ignorant in the health insurance world. I might and, be one of them. And I don't mean that as like a slam per se, even though it sounds like a slam. No, the I just the word ignorant is never a slam word. It's just <laughs> people don't give a shit enough to look into it. They just think, oh, I buy my health insurance through my plan, my work plan or whatever, and I have insurance. Because so many people bitch about their bills. Oh, I have health insurance. Like, I should fucking cover that. Well, I mean, did you look at your plan? Anyway. So let's say you go to the ER and you have, you have a broken arm, right? So you pay your $200 emergency room copay. That's just a copay. That doesn't per se go towards anything like your deductible or whatnot. That's just a copay. Yeah. They got all these fancy words. So 
you have an x-ray done and then like the doctor looks at you and then like a specialist let's say that looks at you these are all different bills going out the door you're you're paying a bill for someone taking the x-ray you're paying a bill for someone looking at the x-ray you're paying a bill for that doctor that came in to look at your arm you're paying for that nurse that came in to put the iv in your arm if you needed an iv or to just wrap your arm up you're paying for the person that actually put the cast on you're paying for all that bullshit you're paying for the machine to be run so is it expensive? Yes, but there's. I feel like there's a reasoning behind it, and the reasoning isn't like poor people's fault per se, and a lot of people point the finger at poor people. So let's say you have like a $3,000 deductible, right? You go to that ER for your broken arm, it's a $5,000 bill, but because you have uh, commercial insurance like Aetna, Blue Cross, Harvard Pilgrim, etc., they have a contracted rate with that particular hospital if they're in network. So I forget what the amount I said was, like a $5,000 bill. Oh, well, because you have Harvard Pilgrim, you have a contractual discount of 2,500 bucks. So you only pay 2,500 bucks. And you have a $3,000 deductible and that $2,500 goes towards the deductible. So you're gonna have to work out that payment plan. All the while, this person that's paying for that plan, if it's a family plan, depending on the company you work for, it could be anywhere between $200 and $400 bi-weekly out of their paycheck. It's fucking bullshit. They're paying $400 bi-weekly out of their paycheck just for to get a discount on something that's going completely to their deductible that they have to pay for still. So, so the money you pay weekly or bi-weekly or, or whatever does not go towards your deductible? No. It, it's just your premium that you pay. It's no different than your car insurance. It's a premium. Okay. So after you've met your deductible, they have something that's called a coinsurance. So what that means is you've met your deductible. Great. Woohoo. Waha. You met your deductible. We're going to start paying. Well, I mean, we're going to pay 75% depending on what kind of a plan you have. Your coinsurance is we'll pay 75%, but you're responsible for 25%. So if you get a $1,000 bill, they'll pay 750 You still have 250 And yeah. there's a coinsurance limit. Usually the coinsurance limit will be around like depending on your plan, 1500 bucks or so. Um, sometimes some are worse, some are better. Depends on what company you work for, how much they're willing to pay out of pocket. And people take that for granted too, how much a company pays out of pocket for health premiums. Like when I worked for Nordics, I paid 200 and I think 40 something dollars bi-weekly and had like a $300 single and $900 family deductible. But the company was paying like over $1,000 out of pocket bi-weekly. So the insurance companies make out a fuck ton and they make, and yeah, the consumer or the patient gets porked on it all because they still have to pay all this money. But the other side of it too is the hospitals. So the hospitals get all this work done. They have to overcharge for things because they're writing so much fucking shit off. Like I have a battle with Aetna right now because my two-year-old son had his two-year checkup and they're saying, oh, well, we... We paid enough. Uh, that's a maximum benefit for this period. Like it's this fucking two-year checkup. Like you only get one two-year checkup. How the fuck is it maximum? Because they're considering another visit that we had as part of that when it's actually just a coding issue. Insurance companies are stupid. Half of them are offshore in the Philippines or something like that. When you talk to somebody, they don't speak really half English. That's not racist that I'm saying. It's factual. It's, There's it's a real. language. It's a language barrier. Yeah. There's a huge language barrier. They're sending these <coughs> claims, these customer service people are sending claims to actual people that speak well English, like they work in the States. Yeah. So trying to get back on topic here. So hospitals are writing off a ton of money, not just for the contractual adjustments, 
but maybe it's billing errors on top of that. Maybe they coded something wrong and they have only a certain amount of time, like it ranges between 60 days and 120 or 180 days, depending on the insurance company to send a corrected claim to get paid for it. So I specifically just went to a meeting and millions of dollars get written off, millions and millions of dollars get written off every year due to insurance companies forcing providers to write things off. So this is stuff that they're not getting paid for. Now, on top of that, you have the patient who pays for health insurance. So the health insurance company is getting their money, but the patient's so fucking broke that they can barely afford it. I do financial assistance for a hospital and there's an astronomical amount of people, especially the elderly, that don't have good insurance and they can't afford it because they live paycheck to pay, paycheck to paycheck on social security. So uh, my personal opinion is the big fucking problem is, is there needs to be a collective get together with the government and with the providers. And because well, side note, insurance companies are starting to dictate what's medically necessary and what's not. Yeah. They're getting noticed, involved in that. that. That's not good. A doctor knows what's medically necessary and what's not. Sometimes, not a, most times, yeah. Yeah, like not not an insurance company. Just no. because something's expensive or you don't think it's right that it needs to be done when a patient is concerned about something, that's not your fucking call. That's the doctor and the patient's call. And we're paying you pretty good premiums biweekly for it. So they need to get together and they need to start making these insurance companies pay more. and Because these corporate billionaires are making millions and millions and billions of dollars they're taking home tons of money and they're not paying a fucking thing. Yeah. So they need to get all that done and over with. And then the next step of that, which is another topic, is the pharmaceutical industry. They just want, hey, we have a pill for anything that's wrong with you. Or they want, and, and you know, they sell opioids and all that bullshit. That's no different than a gang. There's no different. There's no different. There's no different. They 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 push the pills. They there's a law I think against it now. But they used to actually go into doctors' offices and say, hey, you know, if you sell this pill, I'll give you a little bit of a cut. Like they used to bribe doctors to give people pills. And there's a recent documentary that I saw that you you have studies, and only a couple of the studies have to show that your pill works. You can yeah. have 500 studies that say your pill sucks shit, but if you have like I don't know 10 that work, they'll give you the patent to start making the pill and selling it. It's fucked up. It is fucked up. It's so fucked up. And then, like, the thing with marijuana, too. Like, marijuana is, quote-unquote, federally illegal. Schedule one. Yeah. So what are these pharmaceutical companies doing? They have pills now for marijuana that treat nausea. And I believe the other one is pain. But I'm not 100% positive. But I know one specifically is nausea. You know what? What blows my mind and I feel like they, they take these drugs and they schedule them, the government, yeah. uh, to assist because obviously Big Pharma has their hands deep inside the government's asshole. Oh, so, yeah, them and other people too. Yeah. yeah. Bankers. So when, like, they make things like cocaine uh, is a Schedule One drug, yeah. it's, which it says that it has no medicinal value. Right. Which is false. I'm I'm pretty sure i mean we have a nurse upstairs right now we could ask her yeah. i'm pretty sure that lidocaine is a derivative of the cocaine plant i didn't know that most numbing agents with really i think are is that uh, why when people say they put cocaine on their tongue they feel like a tingling boom, numb yeah okay and the same the same thing happens when you chew the the cocoa leaf oh okay 
And All right. So if it is, if it has no medicinal value to it whatsoever, which I, I dis cocaine, it's itself has no medicinal value, right? Because it is a altered state drug. But the coca plant has massive, just like most plants, medicinal value to right. it. Why is a plant put into that category of Schedule One? So right. that, but but it's okay for Big Pharma to use these plants like cannabis like right. they're making marinol which is a which is a uh, was like the one of the first pills that is pretty much marrow thc pill it's like a synthetic thc yeah yeah that's that's crazy to me yeah it's it's Just all a big smoke fucking a joint. fuckery at the same time i i agree with you smoke yeah. with a raw material you're going to get what the best of what you need even if you were to put it into an edible form right but there are things like THC, then there's things CBD, which they react into your brain differently, right. especially when they're when they're extracted. Right. Like uh, there's like saffron, is which is a carcinogen, but it also is one of the main building blocks of MDMA. What's MDMA? Ecstasy. Oh, okay. The, the main drug in ecstasy. Okay. Um, which comes from a fucking sassafras tree. It's just from the, the the bark of the tree, you you extract an oil, it becomes saffron oil. And then they continue on with the synthesis of the drug, which Jesus. I don't know that much about. Yeah, yeah. That's but, interesting, though. But it's crazy because the pharmaceutical company can come and cut down these sassafras trees and use the saffron to make their SSRIs and their antidepressants. But it's illegal for the common folk people to use the plant you know what I mean? Because I'm sure that if the pharmaceutical company wasn't involved, we could get engineers or like if biochemists the, to figure out how to do it safely or whatever, right? There were there's been shamans for fucking hundreds of years doing it, millions of years, thousands of years, however long we've been here, d- using plants in their raw form, even if they break it down in their little grinders and add yeah. liquids and of whatnot or oils from specific plants. It's all natural and they've been doing it for years people existed before all these this modern pharmacological medicine has came in right i mean don't get me wrong pharma has saved millions of lives yeah so there's a, there's definitely a need for them but at the same time like they're they're more concerned about getting rich than they are about helping the people they need to commingle. they need to like mesh together like western and eastern they just need to they do because it would benefit everybody if it really they would. Did. Imagine so. if we could do stem cell research here like they're allowed to do in like the right. the, the southern American countries. Yeah. We would we would advance tenfold. If you could begin to understand the complete like completely understand a stem cell and the way it works, that would be that would make drastic leaps in in technology, not only just for biologically, but AI as well. I heard they wanted to do research with stem cells. I think they already have with HIV, something that can like possibly cure HIV with stem cell research. I'm pretty. Sh- I'm pretty sure that was over in China, and they they made two little twin girls, um, and they made them through stem stem cells and CRISPR technology. They made them resistant to HIV. Interesting. The problem is that this is the big hoopla about it is that though that made them far more intelligent and a- able to have much higher cognitive functions uh, than a normal person, hmm. which is odd. Kind of playing God there. It, 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, is that that kind of is what we are? Mm-hmm. I mean, we started, so they say, as a single-celled organism. That thing had to commingle and and fucking figure itself about to eventually make itself into anything else. Like human pig hybrids. Like Dude, they that's about. the chimeras. That's, so me- that's, that's crazy. So I mean, I want to see what it looks like, but at the same time, it's kind of scary. Who knows if we're not that? Like a mixture between something else that we are made from and a monkey. It's most definitely that we are. Yeah. Um, I don't know about monkey. I think we coexisted with them. I feel I feel like they monkeys have always been and we've always been as well right next to them. Yeah. Maybe. Someone maybe. blew my mind. It was like a post about bananas. And it talked about like if you put, you know, the asshole symbol like you make with your hand when yeah. you touch your thumb and your pointer finger. Well, if you put a banana in there. The shape of the banana perfectly fits the different shapes of that hole. Really? Isn't that kind of weird? It's kind of weird. I don't know if it means anything, but that itself is true. Maybe it's because a banana is created by nature. And like I said about that number, that that, uh, infinite number, pi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phi, not pi. Phi. Phi. Everything is everything is phi and Fibonacci at the same time. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. because we are made by nature, which only makes things in the order of phi. Right. That that's why it fits there. Because mm-hmm. you know what phi is. No, or, or I actually phi don't. Essentially, is the is the the number for the Fibonacci sequence. Fibonacci is is one one. So it's it's pretty much adding the number before. So it's one one. It's weird that it starts that way because you can't have one without if you don't have one. So it's zero essentially. Right. One. 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 Two. Two. Three. Five. Eight. Thirteen. Twenty-one. And, and so, so forth. On. And so forth. Okay. But the number that brings you to that is five. And if you notice that almost in everything in nature, almost everything's built that way. Everything, and you could put it on the on a spiral as well. Uh, sometimes it lines up binary as well, which is also kind of odd. But Fibonacci, everything in life spins in a spiral or is created in a spiral. Yeah. Into certain things. So if you add if you add the dimensions perfectly specifically, I don't know which part from from here. I don't know maybe from your. I know what you're talking about now. Fingertips yeah. to the first knuckle. Is if you add that twice, is going to be the, the distance to the next knuckle. Maybe not. Maybe not in that order. Maybe I could be wrong with the knuckles and whatnot. Yeah. But essentially, our body is made in in the state of phi, which is like two point six one or one six some 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 fucking forever. There's also another. I don't know what it's called, but uh, you know how the magnetic field in the Earth works, like how it goes is through it, the middle up a around. toroidal field. Yeah. Yeah. How? Why do fruits? And some vegetables grow like that. And why are the seeds and stuff laid out that way? Phi. It's crazy. It's crazy. They yeah. they say that is the source. Phi is the source of all everything. It's crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's only the only word I can use to describe it. When you when when you look at um like an oscilloscope, you know what that is? No. It measures waves. Okay. There's always a straight line, which is essentially I'm gonna. I'm gonna, This is this is how I would view. And if I had a religion in my mind, this is how I might view it. Right. So phi is source, 
where we're from, what makes us. Because everything, almost galaxies, everything around us almost literally works perfectly with phi. If you look at the oscilloscope, phi is the straight line. Mm-hmm. People, we can't create. We can't create phi. We can try, and we can come as close as we could potentially come. So phi, I mean, what we're creating is going up and down the line, always passing it, just barely getting there, getting smaller and smaller or bigger or bigger with the wavelength that it comes with, whatever it may be that you're trying to measure. Um, but I feel like that is a representation of what we are in what is whatever the fuck this is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So whatever phi is that creates everything, uh, including apples in the, in the fucking earth, it's the same thing. The toroidal feels the same thing. It's really cool though. It's how things grow and how it looks on the inside. And why is that similar to that? And it comes down to some crazy uh, geometry called sacred geometry. If you take a look at it, get the chance it's fucking what's, nuts what's the other thing i think it's called like the golden rule the golden ratio the golden ratio five. that's what it is yeah that is five yeah, that's what i'm talking okay, about the golden yeah. all right i know about the golden ratio yeah, it just yeah, has, it has a fancy it talks, name because it talks about like what we find attractive as human beings yes and it's the facial features that are more close to a perfect to to five yeah yeah the ones that we find closest to five are what's most attractive to us yes it's like what? Like, how it's, do they find that out? <laughs> so if if you put it into perspective as religion, like I was saying, Phi is God. Yeah. We find things that are have, are divine, closer to divinity, yeah. more appealing. Beautiful faces, beautiful fruit. It's never perfect, but it's all, it's as perfect as perfect can get. Right. We find most appealing. So I feel like every religion is trying to reach that you know what i mean yeah in their own right and they don't know how to explain it so they're using things and then you look at people like i just had my friend jeff on here the other day that uh he he read the quran which said death to non-believers a lot but that's because they're essentially trying to say hey you really need to pay attention to the bigger point of what we're talking here which is phi is the source or the golden ratio now what's the can you explain that death to non-believers what's that <laughs> so, so what I'm, what I'm, pers- in my perspective, from what right, looking right. at it objectively, what I'm, yeah. what I'm thinking is when they're saying death to non-believers, mm-hmm. they're not really saying like you need to die for not believing what we're saying, but they're saying you need to believe what we're saying as a bigger picture. Yeah, not just, not just that women need to wear fucking hijabs all the time or they need to cover themselves up. It's the greater point. They're trying to get... Every religion points to trying to get to God or source or Allah or whatever the fuck it may be. Yeah, it all leads back to God. But they, like I said before, like on an oscilloscope, the straight line is the phi, and we are the curve. So the, the closer we bring ourselves... And as you, know, I think that is another reason for mass anxiety and depression and panic and wanting to find self and wanting to look within because we've spent i don't know how many years we've been alive as a culture of people Mm -hmm. looking at religion to run how we go through things and it's it's blatantly clear that they're not completely right they have something every one of them has something that you're like you're on to it but it's the, it's the little things that don't make any sense, but they're trying. It, yeah, it's it, like the control aspect of it, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
they're trying they they it's control because the main goal is to reach source or enlightenment probably which right? which, which is, is senses, which is which is you crossing a plane yeah of source if i look i look at everything in my life as if it's a vibrational wavelength mm-hmm. so everybody's in their own their own way cuz every time say with these clocks a lot of people find find mindfulness in looking at clocks when 11 11 happens or 111 or it's one two three four there's synchronicities or 420 or, yeah, <laughs> four, that's, that's my favorite time um people people that's that's when i think just having that that brief moment of mindfulness mm-hmm. is you coming closer to the divinity in which you seek and every living thing seeks in general so like you come across that synchronicity and it fucks with your mind. You're like, oh, what the fuck? And then and then you're on track for a minute, but then you either may lose it or you may keep yourself wiggling on that oscilloscope closer to the line as opposed to way the fuck out here. You know what I mean? W- big big loops. I see what you're saying with that. Like I, I feel like. Let me see if I actually understand you. So. Me personally, remember how I was telling you I was looking into certain things like conspiracies or like yep. enlightenment or whatever, and then I kind of get out of it. Maybe that's what you mean by that. It's sort of the wave around it where you kind of get close and you concentrate on it and you're trying to be a better person, but then like you get stuck in everyday life or whatever, yes. and you kind of get out of it and then you get back into it. I see it that way. And if eventually at some point when you get older, mm-hmm. especially in the oldest old people, they're either cranky as fuck because they have they are still stuck way out, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or they've reached that point where they realize all this stupid shit, the fucking the the cars and the TVs and the nothing matters. The only thing that matters to them is their love right. for somebody. Right. So when you that's that's like the most according to all the people of enlightenment, that is the biggest part of enlightenment. Get bringing yourself to a complete uh, understanding of unconditional love. And that's pretty much right when you're old and you're about to die. Yeah. And you notice that they're the they're the happiest people because they're they're right there next to source. And they which don't is really love. and well, some other people too don't really have an ego at all. No. Like uh that show Gold Rush I was telling you about, there's a ninety one year old man on there and his sixteen uh, year old grandson is just barking at him and like bitching at him and kinda shooting him attitude and he was cool as a cucumber. Oh, well, he'll figure it out. And, yeah. It's like, holy shit, dude. Like, that's crazy that you're that calm and cool and you're just letting him explore and be himself or whatever. It's because they've finally they've finally gone through everything and, yeah. and realized that there is no such thing as expectations. Like, yeah. they're, they're, you can expect. There's nothing you can expect. You'll never know mm-hmm. until you do. Yeah. Yeah. Just got to do. It's it's fucking exciting. That's what my mind. That's what racks my mind all the time. It's just how how all of this works and how I can look at everything in that same manner of a wavelength. Yeah. See, in my perspective, I would have a tough time looking at it in a wavelength, but I could look at it from like a different point of view and understand it in the same way. Too. Yeah. But everybody needs to find their way to Absolutely. figure the, it out. Like not one way is the right way. No, per no se. one way is the right way. Yeah. But the, but the way you're always trying to get to the yeah the same the right. point yes. yeah it's just some people have different paths there so. and that's and as soon as you understand that and as soon as you really 
uh, embrace that as an idea that everybody has their literally has their own way. Yeah, that's that's you can't. And go I much feel further. like too stresses of everyday life really hold people back. Like I gotta. Even the simplest things, like I got to put food on the table, I, I need to pay my mortgage or my rent, or I need to make this person happy, that person happy. Like, I feel like there's just obstacles in life that people just can't cognitively get past. Because to ultimately reach enlightenment, from what I've researched, is dumbed down. You kind of got to not care, Yeah. per se. You just got to be. Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> yeah, you got to be. Like, you got to live in the now. You got to be. You got to let things go. It's just a lot of the stuff that we deal with today is just the ego. Just you get insulted or you feel like you need to defend yourself or whatever. And that probably holds a lot of people back. It holds most people back. Yeah. It's the, interesting. The ego is is the only thing that holds anybody better from anything. Right. Yeah. Well, in my one of my psychology classes, they talk about the, um, the id and the ego. The super ego. Yeah, just... That's why kids, when you take something away from them that they shouldn't have, that's why they scream like they do, you know, because that's the ego wants it. Like, and that's their only way of expressing that they want it is ah, they yep. need to scream. But then as we get older and we develop different parts of our brain, we can kind of control that. But some people can control it better than others. I know myself personally, I have a hard time controlling that ego if I get like really flared up. But I mean, like I said, once time passes and the ego calms down, you can kind of look back at it and be like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. So I think the biggest issue in that is not to regret what your ego did because at the same time, that ego's part of you. Yeah. So, but not to regret it, but to know that what you did was not something that you want. Right. And for certain people out there that don't understand what an ego is, it's not like a schizophrenic thing where it's like another person taking over. It's still you. It's just a part of of you. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Like you said, it's just your emotional part that you need to keep in check. Do so. you know that uh, in recent studies, they have found that the emotions are run through your heart and not your brain? No, I didn't know that. That your your heart has as many, not as many, but a really, really good chunk of uh, neurotransmitters, like mm-hmm. brain transmitters, like your heart thinks. Your heart is what dictates your emotions. Mm-hmm. And that's why people can actually die of a broken heart. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because... I mean, it does... It breaks this this little gummy-looking structure on the inside of the heart when, when people are too sad for so long. Your, the, your heart dictates the signals. Let's... let's Specify scientifically. <laughs> yeah, the signals are sent from your heart to your brain for your brain to link up with your glands for your hormones. Okay. So then your hormones rush your body, and they give you that emotion. But it all comes from your heart. So your heart actually has the ability to think. That's why we call people cold-hearted. Yes. Yes. <laughs> or golden-hearted. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, that yeah. makes sense. It's new information. Yeah, new information. I like new information. Yeah, that's my favorite thing. Um, yeah, it's always fun stumbling across things that you don't know. I get upset with myself if I don't learn something new every day. Yeah, like the order of operations, right? Yeah. For me. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, uh, going uh, back to the whole, like, government conspiracy thing, not to keep 
tabbing on that. I, I like bouncing around. I like bouncing around, too. Yeah, it kind of changes it up. Um, hey, we grew up in the ADHD, quote, unquote, era. Oh, where God. Everybody had ADHD when people just can't be people and have multiple ideas at once. Like, oh we just got to focus as robots. When I had my, ooh, uh, ooh, ooh. when I had my neurological, like, neuro, I should say, neuropsychological exam after my head injury, I had to sit in front of a uh, neuropsychologist and I had to take this, like, two day test. Yeah, I sat there for a few hours and they just read me like these random questions or whatever and they're trying to figure out like if I was still the same like cognitively as I was before and they ended up diagnosing me with uh, ADHD or something like that but the way that they described it was think of it as vinyls he's like oh a normal person's brain is like a big vinyl where it can go at a slow consistent speed and they don't need much stimulation. He's like, your brain is like a smaller vinyl that spins faster and it needs more stimulation. And I was like, oh, that's a problem? Okay. I don't see that as a problem. Like, why is it a problem that I need more stimulation? I don't know. <laughs> that's all we are. But uh, but anyway. That takes in stimulation. That's fucking weird. Right. Yeah. So back to the whole like government thing. Have you ever read the book, The Creature from Jekyll Island? No. No. Have no, you ever heard no, of it? I haven't even heard of it. Um, now, listeners, don't quote me exactly on it. Like, I may give that, a little bit of misinformation, <laughs> but you should look into it yourself because it's been a while since I've read pieces of it. Like anything on here, look into it. Yeah, just look into it. Like, yeah. if you're interested in it, look it up yourself. Like, don't use our words as God or whatever. But anyway, um, the creature from Jekyll Island was all the different bankers. Um, like Rockefeller. The Rockefeller, the Rothschilds, yeah. J.P. Morgan Chase, yeah. all them. So Jekyll Island, Jekyll Island is a island off the coast, I believe, of Georgia that one of the big bankers owned. And this was after the Great Depression era. And a lot of bankers were kind of pissed because they lost a lot of money and a lot of people lost a lot of money. And they swindled our government, which um, it was like President Johnson, I believe, that came. Lyndon. I think so. Uh, I think that was who it was, Lyndon Johnson, that signed the Federal Reserve into effect. But all the Federal Reserve is, it's not federal at all. Um, all we do is we contract private big bankers, like those big bank, like the J.P. Morgans and the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers. We essentially pay them to make our money. And there would be no such thing as a currency drain. So what, what currency drain is if someone pulls all the money out of an account or let's say they cash a bunch of checks that are from another bank it's just it drains everything out of the bank so a bank doesn't necessarily have all the money it says it has it's invested in a bunch of different things yeah so you can actually bankrupt if everybody went to the bank right now and took out their money they'd bankrupt the banks so they don't want that to happen so they created what's called a federal reserve bank for the government because they don't want the government to go bankrupt but it's not a good thing because we pay interest on the money that's printed anyway. So how do you pay interest on what's printed? It kind of doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense at all. No, it doesn't make sense at all. But they did it to make more money and also to ensure that they can get government bank like bailouts. And at the same time, they promised that there would be no such thing as a depression era again. So the book just basically talks about like the meeting and how they swindled them. And basically, uh, Lyndon Johnson married one of the, I want to say daughters or 
relatives i'll just do basic relatives yeah. <laughs> of one of the big bankers and they promised to fund him for pre presidency if he signed the federal reserve into law yeah it's so, fucked up so, so then, then how the fuck are we in debt i don't really know i, I we just keep printing money they print money for our government so like let's say we need 10 billion dollars to fund the army is that who we are in debt with yes the central bank we're not we're not in debt with other countries we are in debt but other countries buy our debt so we may be in debt with the federal reserve but like let's say china owns most of that debt so if we get so broke that we can't pay our bill someone will buy our debt really so other countries own our debt so which is why if we went bankrupt we'd be in a big fucking shit storm yeah because then that country would own our country i don't know if they would own the country i don't know the real specifics on that but I mean, I'm honest in what I do and don't know. Mm. I I just kind of regurgitate the general and help <laughs> yeah. people look into it. Yeah. Um, I just know that it's we just need to start coining our own money as a country again, and we wouldn't have to borrow all this money and pay interest on it. But doesn't doesn't the money then have to be backed by gold? Yeah, and that's which, the problem with today, which requires digging into the ground for no reason. Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of byproducts that come from that. I mean, stealing, yada, yada, I think it can go off of more than just gold, though. I think a lot of money is backed by oil now. Is it? Yeah. Which like, which is bad because it yeah. takes billions of years for oil to recur there's a back into the ground. There's a conspiracy theory that states that Saddam Hussein and Iraq were in the process of creating a new currency that was backed by the oil that they had. And that's why Bush went in there because the big banks didn't want that. Makes sense. That's a conspiracy theory, but I don't know if it's true or not. Like I read into it a little bit. It makes some sense, but at the same time, there was 9-11. There's conspiracy theories about 9-11, Building 7, the Pentagon. There was no plane that hit the Pentagon. That 9-11 shit to this day fucks with my mind because they let us watch that in school seventh grade yeah yeah they let us watch that shit yeah it's fucked up it is kind of fucked up and and also like i don't i don't i don't remember seeing the second plane hit the building i just know it did yeah so so like how i also want to know how did it crumble how does the Oh, watch this or listen to this, I should say. Uh, there's a documentary that talks about why all the steel, hardcore steel structures in the middle of the building were cut at a diagonal, almost like a controlled demolition. Yeah. But there was also an organic material found on that structure that is known to burn through metal at an astronomical rate for demolitions. Now, they wanted to do more investigation into it, but all that metal was burnt down or melted down and sent to China. They uh, didn't of have course time. it was. Yeah. yeah. So another thing that really fucking pisses me off is Jon Stewart had to go to a rally and defend the people that were the first responders to 9-11 because like 300 people died and then like 200 more have died since then. And there's more sick people. Um that are getting denied benefits from the government and it's all getting cut. The funds are getting cut for it. Yeah. And people are just sick and dying and they're not getting help. That's a bunch of bullshit in my opinion. It is a bunch of bullshit. So there's parts of 9-11 that they didn't release. Apparently it's supposed to be full disclosure, but they didn't release it all. Um, 
there's pictures of the planes where it looks to be like a possible missile underneath the plane, but who knows if that's true. But still, that wouldn't, Footage that could wouldn't be, crumble the whole... No, but, I mean, just look at the weird parts of it. Yeah, the planes hit 9-11, like that, we know. But what happened to Building 7? What happened to the Pentagon, right? The, nobody found pieces of plane at the Pentagon. No. And you look in this, there's like these little security kiosks, you know, the things that, you know, let the arm go up and cars can come in. Yeah. There's a camera in there and it saw something fly by and explode into the Pentagon. It looked like a missile. Now, could footage be doctored? Yeah, it could be doctored. Yeah, Anything on the internet could be doctored. But I don't think I've seen anything where they found chunks of plane in the Pentagon. I don't think they found chunks of anything there. No. So, and it just so happened to hit the piece of the Pentagon that was being like redone where there is no real employees there. I don't know how many casualties there were, but it wasn't really that many. And it happened to be, oh, and also too, when this whole 9-11 thing was happening, there was um, Air Force exercises being done in Texas. So none of our Air Force was around for this. It's just really fucked up. It is kind of fucked up. Yeah. So why 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 did all this happen? And then like how I want to know how they found out who it was right away. Like what kind of intel did they have? Where like oh yeah, Osama bin Laden did this. Well, show us the documents. Like we're American people. We live in this country. Show us everything. Yeah. Show why us the hell everything. Not? And that bleeds into other things in this country, like voting and all that stuff. Show like, us why, everything. Show us everything. Like if you're if you lie as a candidate, just like Trump did with this whole cut to Medicare and Social Security when he said he wasn't going to do it, you should be able to be held accountable. People voted for you for this reason, and now you're taking a dump on the people that voted for you? You should be held accountable. There should be some amendment that says we can boot your fucking ass out if you do dumb shit that you said. And none of that's being done. There should be more accountability. There should be ways so that way elections don't get corrupted. There's just so much shit that needs to evolve. We're, like, using an ancient system yeah. in today's world. It needs to evolve and like, all these old white-haired men. And I didn't even say white men. I'm just saying old white-haired men <laughs> don't want to, like... They're mostly white, the, Yeah, <laughs> like, they just don't want to change. Like, there needs to be constant evolving. Like, technology is our friend to a certain extent. To a certain extent. Yeah, just... I don't know. It just needs to change. And... Um, what what other stuff has happened? Um, let's see, Building Seven. There's tons of uh, firefighters and police officers that say that they hear a bunch of different explosions, like it was a controlled demolition. But why would they? Why would they demolish that building? I mean, on Joe Rogan's show, where Alex Jones said they they said it was because it would. Um, do you remember it was something about oh it would help with casualties or it would help if the other buildings fell or something like that but it takes weeks and weeks to set up a professionally like demolition yeah like a professional demolition it takes weeks to set that up so that building had to have been set up already yeah there's no doubt about it like what like what the hell there's just so many questions and then like some people you know don't want to ask the questions but i don't know you can lead a horse to water but who knows if they'll drink it true that yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, no, I I um I didn't even watch all of Alex Jones' thing with with Joe because he he drives me crazy with the with the outlandish accusations. If you can if he can say something and then be able to back it up and be able to tell me exactly why he thinks that way, then I'm I'm rip raring and I can I could stand behind you and support or 
or right. have uh, uh, there needs to be evidence. Th- there needs to be evidence. Yeah. Yeah. Like when he was talking about all those people on the higher ups, the elite doing a bunch of DMT and like being in those rooms and then being on stuff and blood transfusions and. I'm like, all right, that's a bit extreme. I, I don't, you know what? That's uh, out of all the things he says that that seems about right to me. Because yeah. Just because of my experience with psychedelics, I have yet to do DMT. Yeah. So if anybody listens to this and they know someone that's a DMT uh, psychonaut, send them my way. Yeah. I uh, I refuse to try to make it because I don't want to do anything illegal that's going to jeopardize my fucking life. Yeah. I know it's extremely simple to do. I just have no desire to get on that train. I'm too scared to do it. I'm Are way, you too scared? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'll be honest. I'm too scared to do that shit. I mean, I, I'd i rather, you know, how we talked about with death and like that, the DMT can be released, and that's why people have that experience. Me personally, I just want to wait for that. Yeah. I want to wait for that. But, that I mean, everybody's different. I mean, some people want to do it. Like, Joe Rogan did it. You want to do it. I'd I'm sure millions it. of other people want to do it. It's just because I want the objective perspective yeah i want to be able to see what these people are talking about i want to be able to talk to said entity maybe if if it is it's the same entity it is it's fucked and it's kind of odd and it's kind of odd that a lot of people talk about geometric shapes Mm -hmm. as if that is a and they usually talk about the same geometric shapes the tetrahedrons and the and the swirls of spirals and the way even Fibers. Joe Rogan said that it seems more real than this world. Yeah. It seems more real. And it's like, what does that even mean? How do you even describe He even says himself, it's extremely difficult to describe. Yeah. You can't describe it. And that amazes me in a way. But it scares you at the same time. It scares the shit out of me. Because what if you don't come out of it? Like, right? That's what I think, too. But that's the anxiety talking. That like, is what, the anxiety talking. Yeah. Like, what if you don't come out of it? Like, so, what if Scientifically, um, the... The DMT doesn't have a, a very long half life, so it's fucking it's gone. Your body metabolizes it almost immediately, so you it, you can always come out. If it's not like LSD, where it also affects a bunch of other parts of your working brain, that you could take too much LSD and not come back. Really, you cannot take too much mushrooms and not come back. That's that's a, another. You just get sick with mushrooms, all right. You could potentially throw up, yeah, <laughs> or shit a lot. But, but I heard mushrooms isn't really like an hallucinogenic thing. It's more of like sensory, right? No, if you t- if you take enough mushrooms, you're gonna hallucinate. But it's really it it's it's because it's opening your mind to uh, notice things, not necessarily notice all things, uh, all the things you're gonna see are real, right. but notice more. Your because your brain shuts off. Like it, it only takes in so much information, mm-hmm. and 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 it decides what information is useful and what information is not so that's why some people walk into like metal bars when they're like not paying attention or they they could be looking directly at the fucking the pole and still walk into the pole right it's because their brain is like you have two eyeballs that view two totally different things at the same time and put them together right and there's like blind spots too in that yeah and there's a bunch of blind spots but a lot of people that take mushrooms like myself you notice you have a broader spectrum of things that you can that you see and that you feel and that you notice because your brain's allowing you to to notice those things so it kind of takes down barriers it does almost like the whole thing you only use 10 percent of your brain wants to say these things don't unlock the other percents of your brain i'm more than sure in my especially due to my experience i don't have a vast experience i don't fucking get fucked up by mushrooms every day i mean i have 
have a children and a life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. You're just cl- putting the disclaimer out there, yeah, like the clarification. But, but they do help. In my experience, they do help you to notice more. Right. To to it does definitely links things together. I was gonna look something up on Google. There is a uh, I don't know if it's a shrimp or what, but it can see more colors than we can see. Have you ever heard of that? I have not, but it doesn't oh, surprise me that nice. exists. I feel like we get we get shafted. I feel like there's animals out there that can see way more than us. I think they say, uh, like, you know how animals uh, can smell a thousand times more than us? Yeah. What's to say that there's other animals out there? Like a bird, like a peregrine falcon that flies 200 miles an hour into its prey and smashes it to the ground. What the fuck does that bird see? It's a mile away and it can see a fucking, a swallow flying through the sky. And it's it, insane. It darts at it, smashes it, knocks both both of them get knocked the fuck out in a free fall. <laughs> it wakes up and it's like, oh yeah, I smashed that thing. Let me go eat it. How the fuck <laughs> did it see it that far? So it's almost a guarantee that that animals can see things we cannot see. Yeah, we're all different. And the what it's called is the mantis shrimp. So it says researchers have long known that the mantis shrimp eye contains twelve color receptors, but they have no idea why. Humans and most other animals use three color receptors to see a spectrum of light. In these animals, each of the three color receptors gets excited by a different hue, red, green, blue, or blue light. So this one has 12. 12. So that's that says there's more than 12 colors. Colors. But your brain, our brains can't even like fathom that. Yeah, no. Like what, what does a different color look like that we can't see? I it's know. no different than like a deer when it can only see like black and white. I think it could see blue too. Black, white, and blue. It doesn't know what the hell red is. Yeah, there's no clue. It had, it, it's it, mind can't fathom what red is. It just it's looks never... like bright or gray. Yeah. yeah. So what's to say that, imagine being in this mantis shrimp shoes and like walking through a house that we own. Like it would look completely different to them it than would. what we see. It's crazy. The, it, that's 12 color receptors. Do they have more rods and cones than us? Obviously, they must if they have 12 color receptors. Oh, most likely. Uh, let's see. Okay, so, but the mantis shrimp can see anywhere from 12 to 16 different photoreceptors, and it's, wow, or it has anywhere from 12 to 16 different photoreceptors in its mid-band. I don't know what that means. Does that mean it has twelve to sixteen different eyeballs, or does or is they have one eyeball with different photoreceptors? I don't know. But regardless, regardless they see more than what we they do. They can see more colors than us. Yeah, and I think this is the same shrimp that's like super strong too. It can like dart through a fish and kill it. Holy fuck! Yeah, in the water. Yeah, it's because it can see it from ten thousand miles yeah. away, like a peregrine falcon. I see. I see your twelve or sixteen different colors. I'm gonna pierce right through you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, imagine the and like in the animals that can hear. They say that a bear can, and that this is not anything to do with hearing, but a, they say that a bear can pretty much uh, is like a time traveler because really? they can smell you like miles before you get there, which means they're in front of you time wise, and they can smell what you've eaten in the past like on you through like your pheromones and and the smells that come through your skin they can smell what you've eaten in the past and from eight miles away 
and know where you are in time and space, essentially through their nose, like echolocation almost. Wow. Which is fucking nuts. It is nuts. Imagine getting a, a visual description of your spatial location through your fucking nose as well as your eyes. Like well, it's unfathomable. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Who's to say we don't, there's not, like like you said before, There's there could be beings in another dimension sitting here. What if they're in the same dimension and we just don't have the capabilities of viewing anything else out right. of our spectrum? Well, the only, uh, also too, the only other animal that's close to being as smart as us is dolphins. So they and, say, an yeah, octopus. Yeah, and they have, um, like sonar, it's like, What's it called? Electro something. I'm having like dumb brain right now. Echolocation. Yeah, echolocation. Yeah. That's what it's called. Echolocation. Yeah. So that in itself, just in its brain, is more sophisticated than anything we've ever created today. Isn't that nuts? And it was made like it's biological yeah. and it's more sophisticated than anything we've ever made. It's better than anything we've ever made. It's like how? It's they, they evolution. Get a complete image. In their yeah. mind, like it's almost as if they're using their ears as eyes. Right. So I wonder if, like, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure this is something I could look up. But the uh, if their ears almost, you can justify them as eyeballs. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, if because they're clicking and the sounds are bouncing back, or does it collect inside their head through their skull? I can't remember which way. They might be a beluga whale. It might all work the same way. Maybe. But I wonder if when they click you get a like almost like because i know if you try it as a human mm-hmm. it does kind of work and there's blind people that can get around by clicking by clicking yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to like it's a learn thing yeah. yeah well i i'm a firm believer that if you lose a sense the other ones pick up the slack yeah absolutely yeah they how you have it, it has no choice yeah it it's survival yeah so uh, but i wonder if you get a, an image in your mind not like a visual image from your eyes but like an image from your mind through the waves in in sound if you get a spatial view in your mind i wonder if that's how echolocation and shit works and we just i don't know that's that's fucking intense to think about i know a lot of oh i don't know a lot of blind people but i've seen (laughs) i've seen like on shows and stuff that they count their steps too wherever they go like their whole house and stuff is mapped out oh it takes three steps to get here five steps to get here but i'm sure that clicking thing is interesting too i wonder if those people haven't even tried that i'm sure there's there's so many things so many senses untapped right right because we have yet to to allow our mind to fathom right like when they thought the earth was flat gotta take that fluoride out (laughs) yeah yeah. That's a serious thing. People think people love to be like, "Oh, that's woo woo." Oh, you oh oh. Oh, you're one of those conspiracy people. Yeah, oh, oh, you're dumb. But, I mean, come on, think about it. It's toxic. If you look at what it does, it breaks things down, and then those things build up. I'll actually look up the side effects of fluoride. I looked it up the other day when I was gonna bring my paper in with topics to talk about. You forgot that paper. Yeah. You forgot it when you almost, forgot, you, you were going to flake and you were like, I don't uh, need this paper. Yeah, I was going to flake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But here I am. Talking about spatial images in the mind of echolocation. It's exciting. I hope, I hope that in the, in the future, not the future, the immediate future, we start to, 
take away that ego and br- use it to break down scientific barriers. Yeah. Because a lot of the shit is stems from, no way, that's completely impossible. You remember when it was impossible that the Earth would be round? Right. And now we, we're in a solar system with a bunch of other round things that move in a odd ways. Venus spins backwards. Why? I don't know. There's a bunch of crazy shit. Nobody knew that. See, I didn't know Venus spin backwards. Yeah. That's insane. Uh, I'm jumping all over the place. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's good, though. That's the alpha brain in me. Oh, by the way, did you try that? I remember we talked about alpha brain. Yeah, I haven't ordered it. No? No. you got to get the free trial. That's the way to go. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> that's, the free, that's the way to go. All right. So according to the International Association of Oral Medicine and Toxicology, uh, let's see, fluoride can contribute to acne and other skin problems, cardiovascular problems, uh, reproductive issues, infertility, thyroid dysfunction, um, conditions affecting the joints, bones, such as <coughs> osteoarthritis, bone cancer, and joint disorder, which is TMJ, uh, and neurological problems possibly leading to ADHD. Hmm. And what's getting worse in today's society, a lot of these things. Most of those things, yeah. 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 I, I don't know about TMJ. I don't think that's been a, on the up and ups lately. But I know a few yeah. people with TMJ. My cousin Victoria has as shout out Victoria as uh, TMJ her shit locks the fuck up sometimes it, that must be scary yeah her mouth doesn't even open that much sometimes because of the TMJ jeez yeah that's no it's TMJ is just the tensing right of your jaw and like you can't really get it loose without be- doing specific exercises I right? believe so or being it being manipulated by a, a physician or something ah uh, okay because yeah. I know I used to I still do sometimes grind my teeth mm. and that causes like a very mild TMJ where like it gets stiff. I think it might be getting stiff just because of the displacement. I think when you bite Maybe. down too hard or when you grind your teeth, it displaces your jaw a bit. Probably. And it's just kind of like a natural response with the tendons and ligaments around it to mm-hmm. lock itself back in place, but it might lock it out of place. And Yikes. Yeah, I don't, I don't not really know. I mean, I kind of sound like I'm smart enough to get a, a grasp on it, but I could be very, <laughs> very wrong. Or, you know, all those people Jimmy rigging bowls out of... Uh, you know, aluminum foil and smoking that for 20 years. Yeah, That'll give you lockjaw. Yeah. <laughs> crack pipes, yeah, aluminum crack, crack pipes. <laughs> oh, my God. The struggle is real. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. Yeah. But um, did you know Dunkin' Donuts changed his name to just Dunkin'? Which is odd. I mean, they still sell donuts. They got rid of onion bagels, which I'm pissed off about. Yeah, I'm real pissed. Those I'm real are the pissed. best bagels. Everybody says that that I talk to. They're like, oh, yeah, onion bagels are gone. And my wife loved onion bagels, and she's like, bastards, get rid of onion bagels. They're so good. Yeah. I mean, I like everything bagels, except for when, you know, the poppy seeds get stuck in your teeth and you look like an idiot. Yeah. When you talk to people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I love poppy seed, though. Yeah. I, I Everything is good. Onion's good. I really love the Asiago cheese topped bagels. Uh, from like Panera? Yeah. yeah. Well, we got a place called the Donut Hole here in Buxton, too. That How's makes that? Pretty good. Is it? With, well, the bagels. You still you got plumbers down the street, too. Plumbers is awesome. Oh, I yeah. love plumbers. Plumbers yeah. is the best grocery store I've ever been in. My, they, they don't have the best selection. Obviously, they're in the middle of Buxton, Maine. <laughs> but, but they actually grind their ground beef. Yeah, they, yeah, <laughs> they 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 got some good quality shit there, and yeah. they always have avocados. Oh, avocados are bomb. Oh, Just put so some good. salt on it. You're yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
so good. My my sons love avocados. He goes, Cado, Cado, Cado. I'm like, yeah, you can have some avocado. I've been calling him avocados, fucking fucking with people's minds. <laughs> if you said avocado to me, I wouldn't even know what you're exactly. talking about. Nobody nobody has a fucking clue, and I'm yeah. like a dumbass. Like, I gotta re-explain it. Yeah. Oh, oh avocados. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, what was I just gonna say about avocados? Oh, we just we just got our five month old uh, eating rice. Not it's it's oatmeal formula yeah, yeah. or oatmeal cereal, uh, and I think like you, we're supposed to go into solid not solid food but baby food soon. Yeah, and like I, I'm thinking about going with an avocado first. Do it. It's hundred ten percent. It's mushy. It's already mushy. We got a little baby ninja or something like that. Nubby, whatever fucking brand it may be. Yeah. Um, and we want to use avocado. I want to use avocado just because it's to me, it's th- going to be a lot like breast milk is. It's fatty. Yeah. It's got good content. There's a good nutrient content. It's nutrient rich. It's fucking great for you. Oh yeah. And it's palatable. You know what I mean? It's already soft, so you don't have to make it crazy soft to get down the baby's throat. Right. And, and I feel like not a lot of people are allergic to it, so I don't think it's going to have a huge, like, it's going to play a huge issue. So The only person I've ever heard of that's allergic to an avocado is my sister. Really? She gets massive stomach cramps. Oh. Massive. And I don't know why. She's just allergic to it. Maybe, maybe, uh... Is it just avocados? Yeah, it's only avocados. She loved avocados. She used to have avocados all the time, and then all of a sudden, they just started giving her problems. Kind of like me with the peanuts. I used to eat peanut butter, especially when I went vegan for a while. I used to love peanut butter and peanuts as my source of fat and protein. You ever tried PB2? What is it? PB2. PB2. The, the powdered, uh, powdered peanut butter. Put it in your shakes. There's and shit. powdered peanut butter. There is. It would. I would need my EpiPen with me. <laughs> you just need to bring it around. I know, sh- right? On a sheath. Uh, it's like I used to love Dairy Queen uh, Reese's peanut butter cup blizzards with mm-hmm. chocolate ice cream. Holy shit! I'm almost ready to just pound it and then stick myself with the pen just because I like it. So Are you that allergic? No, I mean it's a mild. I feel myself get a little wheezy, and my throat feels tight, and it feels you know the feeling when you first catch a cold, yeah. like that almost sore throat, post nasal drippy feeling. Mm-hmm. That's what I get, and I feel like I have to cough. It's the start of it. It's like a mild case. But there are some people, they smell a peanut and they go into anaphylactic shock. Yeah. Like, they think about peanuts. They think about there. peanuts. Don't think about peanuts. Yeah. Oh, my God. Are you allergic to anything? So I think I'm slightly allergic to clams. Clams? Yeah, I had clam pizza when I was a kid. Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Clam pizza? Yeah, it's a big thing in Connecticut and New Haven. It's called New Haven clam pizza. It's like a big delicacy in the area. I don't know about now, but back then when I was fucking five in wow. 1994. Okay. Um, so when I ate it, my throat closed up and I got hives. Um, but since then, I've eaten fried clams and I've yeah. had no issue. I've never eaten steamers and I've never eaten another clam pizza to verify but when I do eat fried clams, I think whatever the fuck I'm allergic to, in it's just clams too, because scallops, are, I don't have any reaction. Yeah. My muscles is the same. Um, but I do get a little itchy in the throat, but and I feel like weird. Like I feel, I don't know, like somebody's poking me in the forehead, <laughs> but like inside <laughs> my brain, like, yeah. hey, hey, you know, and I, I don't have that much energy. Do you feel in your breathing? Do you feel like, uh, I feel like I need to breathe a little deeper? Like, yes. Yeah. I do feel it's like, like very a, slight. Yeah, yeah. It's real slight, but mm-hmm. it's, it's not enough to, to stop me from 
wanting some more fried clams. Yeah. I mean, I, they're I fucking, delicious. They're pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I like I, mine dipped in tartar sauce. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's the first time I ever had tartar sauce was with fried clams maybe two years ago. And it was fucking phenomenal. Now I put it on any seafood I eat. Oh, yeah. I, I, I got this from my grandmother. I dip my French fries in it too. Oh, I don't give a I, shit. I bet it's pretty good. Yeah. I like mayonnaise and I like relish. I see. Sweet I, relish. I specifically like fast food mayo. Really? Yeah, fast food mayo has like a different taste to it for some reason. I don't know if it's just some like it's really the preservatives. Ch- yeah, like I just love <laughs> preservatives. Yeah, I feel it oozing through my pores. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I don't know. Help with my, the anxiety. Yeah, my my wife hates mayonnaise what? with a passion. Come on. Oh my god. Uh, how can you hate mayonnaise? It's she it's, just does. It's food lube. <laughs> it's food lube. You can use it on anything. Oh you know what's god. odd? I put mayonnaise in. This is gonna make all the Italians I know real mad. I throw it right in my fucking spaghetti with my red sauce. You were one sick bastard. Oh, it's so fucking. For, <laughs> it, it first, first of all, it cuts down the acidity like tenfold. Yeah. Because for some reason, unless it's pizza, and even then, I might dip it in some fucking mayonnaise and barbecue <laughs> sauce. You know, <laughs> but it cuts the acidity out. It makes it a little creamier, and it's it doesn't like fuck the flavor. Yeah. Over because it's for some reason it's just it's just really all it is is oil and eggs. Right, right. Um, but yeah, yeah. No, I I put it in my spaghetti if if it's too too acidic. If I right. eat it, if I take a couple bites and I realize that later on my stomach is gonna just dump out bile to try to counteract whatever the fuck I just put in it. Oh yeah. Then I throw some mayonnaise in it and it kind of helps the situation. Yeah. See, I've had, you've probably had reflux before, right? Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. Especially never, when I take ibuprofen. Oh, that makes, oh, my God, that oh, wrecks your insides. It's fucking ibuprofen. Yeah. I think, part of me also thinks that's why I had my Meckles diverticulum, too. Um, Most likely. Because I had neck pain all the time, and I was popping Advil like they were candy, and, I mean, I had that flu shot at the time, but, I mean, I won't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean... I think it just wrecked my insides from taking the Advil yeah, all the time. Yeah, fucks and, you up. Yeah, and they just cut out that little chunk of intestine. I uh, I got, I had my shoulder, my AC joint separated when I was 15. Ouch. And it healed wrong. Mm-hmm. So every now and then, especially when I lose body mass and don't start, if I start losing weight and not using, working out to grow the muscle mass around my shoulder, it fucking kills me. Especially in the winter time too, like right as winter starts, um, I would take. They prescribe me muscle relaxers, mm-hmm. which fuck me up. By the way, one of them, I'm done. I'm like, I can't even, I can't even function. I'm like falling over myself. I got to take a nap. It's, oh my god, it's weird. That sounds terrible. And then they gave me 800 milligrams of ibuprofen, and I was taking them like candy. That's like and four Advil. Yeah, my stomach was fucking a wreck. All the time. My shit and my entire digestive system was a wreck all the time. And I and I was like, I can't take this shit anymore. So I stopped taking both of those medications. And I can't attribute to whether or not the uh, muscle relaxer did anything to my stomach. But I know from personal experience now when I take Adderall, Adderall, Advil, <laughs> <laughs> when I take Advil, it fucks my stomach. Yeah. Like within a couple of hours, I don't feel that great, and I've got a shit possibly for the third time today. Oh my god. That's it's not. I I feel like it's really bad. I, if you stop eating the bullshit that you eat, that causes all the inflammation. You would need to take the NSAID to take away the inflammation. Right. Or you could just take some CBD oil. Yeah. Yeah. 
CBD oil doesn't help my pain. Like it doesn't help everybody. It, it doesn't. No, it definitely relaxes you a little bit mm-hmm. so that you can you can kind of deal with the pain. Right. But I don't. I honestly, I don't think there's anything out there that really stops the pain unless you treat the actual problem. Like right. If, you, if like if you broke your leg, well, your leg's got to heal <laughs> in order for it to stop. Right. Right. The, right, the right. NSAID doesn't stop the hurting. It just stops the inflammation, which could also be a bad thing for the rest of your system. Possibly. I'm more than sure. Yeah. I've always wondered about the whole fever thing. Like, doctors say, oh, if you have a fever, take Tylenol or an acetaminophen, whatever you want to call it, yeah. um, or ibuprofen, and it'll get rid of the fever. But at the same time, too, your body creates the fever to make it a non-livable host for the virus or bacteria or exactly. whatever. So it's like I take Tylenol, the fever goes away, and I feel better, but does that mean it lasts longer should i just like suck it up and have the fever keep going on i've always kind of wondered about that i think that's circumstantial yeah like if you got if you got a really bad uh virus that may need attention mm-hmm. with uh, uh something to bring the fever down yeah but if it's just a slight cold or a slight virus i'm i would just fast yeah yeah because that's your body that's if you look at animals when they fucking get sick they won't eat they're like, oh, my doggy won't eat. And you take them to the fucking vet, and the vet tells you, all right, just make sure that they drink some water and leave them be. Right. And then they get no better. rest. Yeah. Yeah. That's your body, a human body, does the same fucking thing. Once you once you stop putting things in it, it takes all of its energy and works on whatever issues it may have. And if, right. if, you're, if you have a fever, that might help. Not necessarily always going to help. So you got polio, probably going to die. Right, <laughs> you yeah. Probably or take like some, a you bed. Sh- Bacterial infection. Yeah, something something really bad that you can't fight by yourself with the help of fasting. You might need some medical intervention. That then that's understandable. So that's just circumstantial, really. I think. Mm -hmm. I'd I'd agree with that. Hundred (laughs) and (laughs) ten percent. Oh man, I gotta piss. Yeah, like really bad. I mean, we can kill it. It's been two hours and fifty four minutes. Holy shit! Yeah. God damn. I mean, I'm. What time is it? Quarter of? Quarter of. Yeah, let's yeah, kill it. Let's kill it, I let's, guess. But we can do I this again a whole nother time. Yeah, that sounds fine to me. Yeah, fuck yeah. Whoa, it sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> Later, everybody. Woo! Don't let go, Kip. Come on, watch the map. Danger, Kip. They want to kill you. They'll take the spaceship and they'll make me go with them. They can, Kip. Oh, shit, man. That was crazy. I didn't expect any of that. That was fantastic. Shout out to Tom Clegg for showing out. Great, phenomenal conversations. Shout out to Mike DiPietro for the fly-ass intro and outro beats. Check him out on SoundCloud at Dip Vintage. Until next time. One love, people.